Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Meow. Whoa. We forgot where you were. Yeah, I did. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the original spot. And in the original spot, uh, now known as Desquad East, Desquad <laughs> yeah. East has cats. And for some reason, Brian has decided that Desquad West is a primate based. <laughs> it's all monkeys and scary things. Live yeah. ones too, right? Well, the the studio itself definitely has a different feel. You know, with the werewolf when you walk into the place. That's that's an extraordinary. That feel. thing's yeah, awesome. That is awesome. It's the coolest thing I've ever bought in my really life. Is. Powerful Pat McGee, guy from uh, Pat McGee Special Effects. He makes them. He, you can order one, and he can order one. Before you got married, so your so house would have at least seven <laughs> of those in yeah, there. Yeah, would definitely. Have, <laughs> it's so different when you live with a chick, man. They start moving your shit around and putting yeah. pictures of your kids on the wall. And yeah. I used to have chimps up all over my house. If you went over my house when I was a single man mm-hmm. back in the day. I used to have pictures of chimps everywhere. And sculptures, yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. Weird yeah. sculptures. Weird, weird shit. Yeah. Like, literally, you'd walk around this whole entire house, and there'd be a monkey or a chimp every five <laughs> steps. There'd be a different picture. Uh, really? One eating a tiger, one No, there's no chimps eating tigers. But I got them, like, how long, chasing after For things. how long were you rocking that, though? Oh, man, I've been obsessed with chimpanzees since I was a baby. So even, like, <laughs> a, like teenager style you were doing? Oh, yeah. Great I've baby. always been obsessed with apes. Really? Obsessed with them, I find them fucking fascinating. My my production company's name is Talking Monkey Incorporated. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That I got that was in like 1988, and that was uh, a line I stole from a movie with um, the fuck was that dude's name? I forget his name. <sighs> Wait, you don't God, you Harmon? Don't. Mark Harmon? Thing that was is he had a a funny movie like a summertime movie. Mark Harmon, okay. It was like summer school or some shit yeah, like that. He was like school. the teacher yeah. of summer school. Yeah. And he said to a guy, "If you lose one more brain cell, you'd be a talking monkey." And uh, I remember that all of a sudden put in my head the idea of a talking monkey. Like, how stupid would a person have to be if we really did evolve? How far back would we have to go until we became a talking monkey? You know, yeah. I mean, what is that? And so that became, I mean, wasn't, that was my initial obsession, but that's why I named my company Talking Monkey Incorporated. I can see how an obsession with monkeys They're develops. so fascinating, yeah. man. If they didn't exist, we would be tripping the fuck out. If, we, if, if someone showed you, if there was no chimpanzees, and all of a sudden we found chimpanzees somewhere, we'd be like, holy shit. Look at them. They're looking at you. They're thinking. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're using tools. Holy fuck. Look at this. This is like a window back in time. Yeah. This is like the fucking sensory deprivation tank in altered states. We can see our past. I mean, you literally can see your past. Yeah. I mean, somehow or another. I don't understand the evolution scientifically. Behaviorally. Like when so when I talk like this, people said, well, you really don't understand how evolution works. Okay, I, I, I appreciate that, but I, I think you can reasonably extrapolate that if people exist, and then there was some early people. There was like, you know, uh, homo whatever. Mm-hmm. There was like a, a bunch of different homos. Yeah, right? lots of homos. Yeah. Homo uh, Australopithecus, I think, Australopithecus. There was uh, that one too. Our direct, uh, you know, ancestors that they believe. It's like, Somehow or another, we had to be like more primitive. It wasn't like we just started out like, like close to a human. No, yeah. there were some steps along the way you fuck. Okay? And yeah. I think it's not unreasonable to look at chimpanzees and say, even though that's not our step along the way, it's from a different branch of the same tree, the same primate tree, I think you can reasonably extrapolate that there's something very similar to the way they are that we probably were, you know, at least There's, we can put it together. Them and orangutans and bonobos, we can 
mix them all together and try to figure out what the fuck we were like. There's different models that have yeah. to come along before humans. You fuck know? yeah. There's there has to be. C class and there's an E class and then there's an S class, you know? You know what? Fuck fuck commercials for this podcast. <laughs> I don't feel like doing any commercials. This is like a, a podcast that came out of nowhere. We didn't even see this coming, Tommy Buns. Mm-mm. We put it together last minute. So no commercials. Suck it. Suck it, please. Move on. And let's just get going. Brian Redband, working the mic, rocking the discs, turning the tables. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Buns. Now, this podcast may be the first podcast that Sirius ever plays where you get the full podcast. Oh, Sirius? They don't have to edit it because we don't have a commercial in it. Oh, that's great. So what people don't know is that um, I'm financially irresponsible, and uh, I, I'm not that good at advertising shit. Right. And a lot of times when we do our podcast, the advertisements may take as long as 20 minutes. Because uh-huh. somewhere in the advertisements, you know, Brian Callum might bring up some crazy fucking book that he read, and all of a sudden we're on this wild journey, or Duncan Trussell blows your mind yeah. with a certain thought mm-hmm. in the middle of a commercial talking about something, yeah. and then yeah. you're off on a tangent. New path. But a lot of that shit never makes it to Sirius Satellite Radio. I even think, isn't the show like an hour long, too? Like, they just edit it down to an hour Probably. Or I don't know. Right. But it's awesome that they put us on there. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm happy to be on there because it's Opie and Anthony who are my friends. And there's, uh, it's just it's a good group of humans, you know? They're good guys. Jim Norton's a great guy. I, I love being associated with those guys. You know, those, those guys, are, I'm down for them. Everybody seems, my friend. It seems like a good crew, man. They're great guys, man. Uh, Anthony's a beautiful human being. Opie is a fucking awesome guy. They're, they're awesome. Jim Norton is like one of my favorite humans ever. Yeah. You know? So it's like all them together. We have some great conversations, you know? They're not dumb guys by any stretch of the imagination, even though I d- disagree with some of them ideologically. Like sometimes I disagree with Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's like real strong, like right-wing Republican. But he's also, I believe, in a lot of things that he believes in. There's a lot of shit that I believe in, especially like the gun control issue. You know, I'm, I mean, he's a, a bit extreme, you know. He's, he's a, a crazy gun nut and he has guns he all over the place. He loves guns, huh? That's all I see. But I honestly believe that when you see these shooting victims and all, all these different things, this is not a gun issue. It's a mental health issue. It's the ability to do that. That should be so alien from our society. And I liken it to a group of close friends, okay? And, and this is obviously an exaggeration. It's really hard to do when you're talking about a giant society of people that are never going to get to meet each other. But mm. in a group of close friends, like us, the people in this room, okay, let's pretend that we were all on a deserted island. What yeah. are the odds that one of us would become a suicide bomber? Mm. Okay, pretty fucking small. Yeah. Right? Pretty fucking small. How does someone become a suicide bomber? How does someone become a guy who could drop a bomb off at a marathon finishing line? How does someone do that? What, who, what, what the fuck happens to that guy that lets you do that? Because the reality is that there's a lot of shit that can kill people in this world, including cars. And everyone has cars. And if you wanted to kill far more people than this guy did at the marathon, you could run over people in your car. Yeah. The reason he did it this way is because he wanted to not be accountable for it. He thought he could get away with it. Sure. If this is the, you know, if you buy the official story. Oh, Alex Jones, if you buy the official story, ladies and gentlemen. But if you, you know, you look at this guy, like who they're, they're claiming this guy is that was the, the, the older brother, 
they think he might have committed three murders as well. Three wow. murders outside yeah. of this? There, yeah, there was um, – and one night, that. three people were murdered, and one of them was a close friend and training partner of this guy. And uh, the bodies – cash was left there, and the bodies were covered with marijuana. Wow. Yeah, and this guy was very religious apparently, and become he, was, he had become more and more religious yeah. in, in the past few years. Now again, settle down, tinfoil people. This is if you buy the official story. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck this dude was. You know, I'm just I'm just reading what I'm getting out of. You know, essentially, almost all news sources seem to be agreeing with with these stories that this guy was like super religious. Well, he went, he got kind of radicalized a yeah. couple of years ago. He went back to, to Russia, to Russia. for six months. Yeah. And they say that's when he, he came back and radicalized, you know, that's again, that's the official story. Right, Alex right. Jones okay. will tell you this is a false flag event, Tommy. Yeah. What they're doing, they're trying to take away your guns. Well, supposedly he listened to Alex <clears throat> Jones. He was a fan yeah. of InfoWars. Of course. That's so of course ridiculous. He was. Well, maybe he was a fan of InfoWars the way I'm a fan of Sean Hannity. Like, I'll listen just because it's fucking hilarity. It's funny to watch people twist the narrative like that. It's funny to watch people that are just like so blatantly right wing Uh that they'll they'll just never admit ever that anyone on the left has any idea. It's always any even compliment is said with a smirk. That's soon to follow some disparaging remark about who they are. Yeah. It's never like, oh, Obama's a brilliant man. Or even if, it's a, even if it's an idea yeah. that they were behind. Yeah. There's still a spin on it. It's, it's, so, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a fucking game. They're yeah. in a team. Yeah. And they strategize to get that team to win. And they do it within the rules. But they know they're full of shit. Like, as they're doing it, you can hear their voice. They know they're full of shit. Yeah. But the game is so screwy. It's one of those games that doesn't make any sense, like baseball. Why the fuck do they dress like that? Look how you're dressed. Look at what those stupid fucking tights. And what is that outfit? What you is that? You don't like those socks? They've always dressed like that, goddammit. They're stuck. Yeah. They're stuck with a stupid outfit back from when people didn't have newspapers. That's when they made that <laughs> dumbass outfit. That, uh, that outfit's retarded. It is it's a retarded ridiculous. It's that, ridiculous. It's stupid as fuck. It puts me to tears to watch that game. Oh, it's well, it's a fun game to play, but I'm sure. But getting stuck in that old shit like that—that's yeah. the only reason why politicians are, are able How? to get away with the way they communicate. Today. I can't, I can't imagine being a person who is into politics, like really into it, yeah. and like you know, not be cynical and not be like it's so disheartening to follow politics. It, to me, it just it absolutely like kills the soul. You know what, man? I recognize it as I become an older man. Mm-hmm. I recognize it for what it is. It's an act. Right. You know? And you know why? I know because I do an act too. Mm-hmm. I know what an act is like. I know when I'm doing stand-up. When I have stand-up, I'm going to – you know, if I want to do my best, what I do is I ad-lib quite a bit. But I also have some key components that I have broken down into pretty specific ways of saying it. Right. Because that's the best way that has the most response. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to tell jokes. When you hear a, a person give a speech and they have that weird sort of artificial quality to the way they're talking, we should reject that. Yes. I, I completely agree with we you. We shouldn't let them do that. Yeah. We should be like, just talk, talk like a normal person. Yeah. What are you doing about the budget? Yeah. You know, and have the budget. Yeah. It's an important priority of this administration. It's something we think about every day. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, what are you saying? If your guy was talking to you like that, you'd be like, stop. 
Stop, yeah. asshole. It's what you know. Who else does that? That exact speech too. That that type of language comes from so, corporate yes. corporate world. If you were yes. like, if you talk to a guy and you're like, I had a bad experience at your offices, he'd be like, you know, every time a customer comes into one of our establishments, they want that we want them to have opportunity. We want them to have choices, and, we want, and you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's <sighs> corporate. Like that's yeah. not how humans that's how they're like, stop exactly, but exactly. you can hear the training video. You get that sometimes when you go now when they go. Do you want to sign up for the um, the special extra warranty? You go. I don't know. And they go. Well, you know, when I had my computer a couple of years ago, uh, I knocked a bottle of, uh, of uh, Coke over. Uh, I love Coke, and, and, it, and it left a thing. And, and because of the warranty, they took care of it. And you're like, that's a a training speech yeah. they tell you to, to make a personal story up and you're like i know you're saying that to me right now it's so corny that didn't and happen fake. to you yeah that, you know fake. that that feeling it's when horrible. someone's lying to you that when you're looking at them and yes. they're just straight bullshitting you and they won't even look you in the eye yes. they're like looking down looking around and panicking yeah. as they bullshit you sure there's the worst is if you know somebody that can do the when you know they're lying and they're not panicking you're like oh you're a crazy person <laughs> you're a fucking sociopath yeah man. that's a weird moment when yeah. you're talking to a guy and you're like I'm not sure what I'm realm not, you're playing this game in I'm not wearing a hat right now yeah. you know what I mean I'm not wearing a hat and you're like yeah. okay see it on your head okay I don't uh, I'm not wearing one man especially if they get in stuck in a bad situation yeah know? they get stuck in some where they did something douchey mm-hmm. You know, yep. <laughs> You're like, wow. Crazy weird. people are so strange. It's so weird to run into someone who just doesn't see things. It is, man. Like, you you see the world and, and they see a gigantic galactic conspiracy. Did I ever tell you about this comedian who will remain nameless who came up to me and just starts showing me pictures on his iPhones? I was like, look at this. And I'm looking at it. It's pictures of clouds. Yeah. Right? I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, it's beautiful clouds. He goes, look at that. Look at that. And we just keep doing this. He shows me like 10 of these. Yeah. And I go, he's an older guy, so I'm trying to be considerate. I'm like, yeah, yeah, wow, pretty cool. And he yeah. goes, you know, I've been seeing them for years. I go, what are they? He goes, they're alien craft. He goes, these are UFOs. Um, they are, they've been coming in various forms. I see them. I've been taking pictures of them. It's incredible that, you know, no one's paying attention to this. It's, this is a very strange thing. And I'm like, am I in a sketch? I'm like, is he fucking with me? Because if, you know, he's a kind of a silly guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if he's fucking with me, this would be kind of... And then I realized, oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm dealing with someone who's got a screw loose. Yeah. Like, there's a screw. It's not, it's not where it's supposed to be. He's not 100% crazy. Yeah. Like, he's very functional for the most part. He's, I, I enjoy talking to him. He's a nice yeah. guy. But when it gets to... He'll pull out his fucking iPhone. You got to run. You got to get out of there because you're going to be looking at pictures of clouds mm-hmm. and he's going to tell you about spacecrafts that have been contacting him. Yeah. And it's. But other than that, he's normal. He, do you like cheeseburgers? I like yeah. cheeseburgers. Yeah. yeah. You want to get fries? Yeah. Can you pass me a salt, please? Sure. Yeah. So what's going on, man? How's, uh, how's the road treating you? Like you have a conversation yeah, with yeah, the guy. Yeah, sure. But then if you get into I know a guy like that and it's – you think he's like uh, just being like um, kind of a, a storyteller. He starts telling stories and you're like there's a lot of exaggerations in these stories. And then you're like, um, you know, he kind of rambles on and on. And then he switches topics like real fast to like a whole new story. But it's about something like he's like, you know, I got shot six times. And you're like, what? 
He's like, yeah. So I was over. I was in the um, uh, uh, in South Carolina. I was going past Columbia, and I got. And it's a new story that starts, and you're like, yeah. And then this guy held me, and then we we're up in the, uh, the trees, and then this guy pulled out a nine millimeter, and he has like everything, and you're like, what? I thought we were talking. <laughs> thought we were talking about fishing or something. <laughs> like, and then you know, he goes back to like, um, yeah, you know, when I went, um, I took a hot air balloon. I bought a, a hot air balloon company a number of years ago. And I took this money that I, I got from this investment into in mines, and I bought this uh, company that takes hot air balloons up in the air. It cost me like a quarter million to get the startup going. You're like, what? You don't? You make ten dollars an hour? What are you talking about right now, man? <laughs> like it's just story after story. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm like, and then I start kind of like I don't know what to believe, and then part of it's fun to believe, and I start to think for a second. I'll stop and be like, are you an improvisational like genius? Are you like a <clears throat> Like a brilliant improv guy right now? Is that what's going on? Am I getting like played or something? You're getting punked. Yeah. Right. And then, but then there's something you see in the eyes where you're like, oh, I don't, I, I really yeah. think there's, there's, maybe I'm, I'm talking to somebody who has a form of mental illness. Yes. And I'm not, it's not, it's not the type where it makes you go like, um, I don't know, like maybe more scare or maybe like sillier. Like mm-hmm. it's not – he has all the intelligence and you can talk about like what should yeah. we eat now and you have a, con- a normal conversation about that. And then it goes off into <laughs> like 10 different storylines. It's, it's almost like it's not what? his fault. Yeah, it's not. It's not at that point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how your brain works, man. You know? Yeah. I don't. I, I, I'm guessing. I always guess. When people act like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, no, I have to, like, stop myself sometimes and go, I don't know how his brain works. My brain would process the same scenario in a different way, but maybe his brain would handle some shit, you know, that I can't handle very yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you think. But I know when I see someone who's just not, we're not, there's, there's a missing connection there. Like, I feel like this guy's like, yeah, he's missing a whole piece. Right. Like, what's going on here? Sometimes you can see it. From the moment, right? Like you, there's some yeah. people who, oh like, yeah, yeah, at the moment you're like, but it's scarier when you have long normal conversations. Yeah, before that, and then you're like, what? Like, has this been there the whole time? Yeah, I've I've talked to people, and then like 20 minutes into the conversation, you realize they're crazy. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, like some some people, it takes a little while. Some people, it's like right away. Those are the dangerous crazy. Dangerous crazy have like sparks to them. They're like you're like, you know, like just want to like back away from them. Dangerous crazies they give off an odor. Yeah, you can't, you can't be dangerous crazy unless you have there's like a certain amount of danger to your odor. You just feel weird. You feel weird to be around. Every dangerous dude I've ever known has this like intangible odor about them. You know, you're just like okay, I smell. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know, yeah. this those dudes it smells like the cunt farm. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> eat. It's more yeah. But not even da- – that's not dangerous. Those are just silly people for the most uh, part. It's just I've, fucked up. I feel like that with almost with uh, super negative people, like really yeah. like people that it's not good for you to be around. Right. You pick up on additional vibes from yeah. them, you know, like just being around them. Yeah, you don't know what it is, right? It's yep, not you a don't smell. Know. Yep. It's not like they give off heat. But if they leave, yeah. like if you're just meeting them and they leave the room and like let's say you just brought somebody in, right when they leave, you're, you're like – Something's off with yeah. You go. Yeah. Something's off with that guy. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's usually their eyes for me because I always look people in the eyes for like a second. Just you can see like the worriness or the friendliness. Sometimes, or yeah. Or sometimes they just smell crazy. I remember Brian Callen had this chick once, and uh, he brought her over. And I mean, and I'm not bullshitting. Within three seconds of meeting her, I knew she was nuts. 
Really? Yeah, like he he brought her over and uh, they introduced, you know, hey, uh, you know, this is uh, Joe, Joe, this is whatever her name was. And uh, I go, hi, hi, nice to meet you. She goes, hi. And I go, come here for a second. I go, that girl's fucking crazy. I go, what are you doing? He goes, what are you talking about? I go, dude, that girl is fucking crazy. I go, trust me, you got to get the fuck out of here. That fast, you knew? That fast. I locked eyes with her and it wasn't a nervousness. People get nervous if they see people that have been on television sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that goes away pretty quick once you start talking. Like, usually they're weirded out, but you can see what the weirded out was. Right. This was like, like, uh, this was a, a like, uh, like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Just like I was like, "What are you doing, Callan?" Like she wasn't bad looking. She was a very attractive young lady. Yeah. But unfortunately, there was something wrong with her mind. And years later, Brian was um, going into a bar. And he ran into her, and she was a streetwalker. Wow. A couple of years later? Yeah, it turned out she was cranked out on meth. And uh, while he was uh, you know, while he was with her, she was, like, doing meth. And, like, it took him a while to figure it out, like, exactly what the fuck was wrong with her. And he tried to fix her. Oh, really? He was yeah. doing that? And then he gave up on that. And then, you know, he runs into her, and he's going to a bar, and she's a streetwalker. Oof. He probably cut out the part where he slept with her again. <laughs> Just one last <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know he did. Just probably. one last time. I had 20 Listen, bucks on me. Uh, how recent are these scabs? <laughs> so, when's your last checkup? <laughs> I don't want to use a condom. Come on, baby. Not you. Not you. You're special to me. Do you always use condoms? Don't, don't lie to me. <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, she's a hooker, but she always uses condoms. Don't worry, man. It's a good girl, man. Yeah, it, he said it was really super depressing, but it was. I smelled her. I don't know what to describe it. I mean, it would suck if I was wrong. She was like the nicest person ever, but I wasn't wrong. Dan- She's exactly what I was warning him about. I'm danger like, has a smell. You're a dangerous. Has it, a it's smell. a something. It's I don't a know victorious. What the fuck, cocksucker? Burke, that Burke Kreischer and Joey Diaz, ladies and gentlemen, they are actually doing a podcast, a live podcast, which is. The perfect spot for it, right next door at the Ice House, and they're doing that at uh, 8.30. And is that going to be on Ustream or anything like that, or just on iTunes? Just on iTunes, bitches. Oh, you smell that? You don't have to see it. It smells crazy what, in here right now. Yeah, it smells yeah. like... Bert, did you... Uh, What's that Victoria's Secrets perfume that all the strippers wear? That's what I think crazy smells Bert, like. Happy? Sm- yeah. Burst doesn't wear cologne. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I saw a friend of mine's tweet the other day, like, oh, i got to go shopping for cologne. Ugh. And I'm like, uh, no, you don't. No, you don't ever. Watch out for puppies on the floor. Right, Powerful. Is that your, your stripper dog? Yeah. Powerful well, bird, like those, You're just like those, those uh, porn stars who just mind about their dogs. <clears throat> Powerful bird, Kreischer. Powerful Joey T. George, George St. Pierre podcast was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I wish he could have uh, stayed longer than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a long time for most people. Yeah, but he was super cool to talk to. Really well, did, nice guy. Did he? So, what's the rap? Does he? Is my mic on? Yeah, it's on. Um, does he really think he got abducted by aliens? Yeah, he really thinks he got abducted by aliens. Seriously? Yeah, he he, um, he thinks um, that it's possible that ever since he was a little boy, like he's been missing time. He misses time sometimes, and he thinks it's possible that they take him. And he doesn't want to let that. He doesn't shit want out to talk about because he won't start. Because fucking Nick Diaz would get a hold of that. Yeah, tariff. <laughs> well, you know what, man? He fights like a fucking alien. Yeah, Joe, you, did you read like you know? what it could be? <clears throat> like, there's somebody 
uh, on your message board, put like a, oh, a Wikipedia really? page where it, it said it could be like five or six different things. Oh. And, you know, one thing there's actually when we were talking about driving on the highway, that's actually a condition like highway hypnotism where you uh. just get hypnotized by the highway, but like the constant like yes. uh, motion that's and uh, it, it, then it also said that, you know, some people said it's aliens, but I think you should just do the <laughs> GoPro thing. Yeah, where you know, just record yourself. I tell you, what I saw in my eyeballs was not what was on this GoPro. I tell you, I saw UFO, man. I'm not fucking lying. UFO, come down, man, and take me to another planet. Fucking lying to you. It's my best George St. Pierre. It was pretty good at first. Do you just roll with him when he says, are you like, that's cool, man? Or are you well, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Yeah. That might be true. Imagine if it was true and I was mocking him. <laughs> you know? you got to deal with him and the aliens, man. He had a really good point, man. And it's a point I've heard before, but it's still a really good point. He's like, imagine if you were a fish and you were in the ocean. That was great. And you were living your life. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a man come in with a hook and he pull you out of the water. And you come back to tell your friend, like, look. I saw a person, and there was a plane in the sky. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You're crazy. <laughs> that was a really good point, yeah, too. Right. It's a very good plane. point. I was on the plane laughing hysterically. Yeah, it's a very good point. It's a very good That's, point. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Because, look, we, the fact that we exist at all is insane. People with cell phones driving around their cars, talking to another dude. I do that all the time in my car. I was talking to my friend Tommy. He lives in Connecticut. We're talking while I'm driving around. Yeah. And in real time. Yeah. And just just taking it for granted. Just completely taking it for granted. We're crazy. It's amazing. Pulling fish out of the ocean with giant nets and shit just and throwing all our shit water in there. Get out of here. Just dumping all our pollutants. Apex predators. Sewer. We don't give a fuck. We're gangster. If there's water near us, it's no good. Water in New York, there's no good water. You can't drink any of that. You can't grow fish in any of that. All that water is polluted. We're like, yeah, you know, it's the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's the way it is. It's just the way it is. Yeah. These fucking animals just throwing glass and shit and piss and tampons and rubbers. And bodies. Bodies. <laughs> fucking fucking, fucking dead oh goldfish. God. People from New York come over to the Jersey side on Sundays. It's like a big day for them. Like, we're going to Jersey on fucking Sunday. And they go over and they fish and they catch eel and they'll grill them. Oh, what the fuck? It's just an eel. It's got meat on it. Trust me, I eat an eel from the fucking Hudson. That's why I ain't scared of nothing. Cancer, they could suck my dick. I eat an eel from the fucking Hudson. Are you kidding me? I remember we were in Jersey one time and me and Joe were on a bus headed to uh, the UFC event. And I showed him this pond. And I said, look at cancer. It was late cancer. It was cancer. Like this pond hadn't moved, had no movement. It had like a layer of this green algae, which really wasn't green. That's just cancer, bro. Mm. They, you know, they, you know, New Jersey, they've been dumping shit since the seventies. Yeah, since the sixties, bro. That that that's never gonna be. That's what's what's a what's that word? Irrecoverable, reconcilable. No, the other word when you can't reverse irrecoverable. Irrecoverable. You can never. You can never reverse those things. That soil in New Jersey's gone. We all took a shot of that. That's that's that soil in New Jersey's gone. You know, I remember when when they built the Meadowlands. I remember how many animals all of a sudden I had in my living room. Because they tore all that down, that wildlife. And next thing you know, I was seeing, I remember one night seeing a possum the size of a small pit bull 
that jumped on a fucking tree. He jumped on a fucking tree. He saw me. Oh it was God. like a possum, you know, like in Jersey. They, they walk like a fucking ape, those things. When, when you call the police in Jersey, I got a possum here, they shoot the fucking thing. They yeah. shoot the fucking thing. What does that tell you? They don't shoot snakes. They, nah, they, they shoot the fucking possum because they play dead. And then when the cops leave, they fucking get up. And they brushed me. You could run over a fucking car with them. I would run them over with bicycles and throw they, rocks at them. They, they brushed themselves they off. And they fucking, off? Yeah, they what a fucking, weird behavioral trait. They play they, dead. They yeah, fucking play dead. Possum. That's where playing possum Oh, from, right? I seen a fucking yeah. possum that looked at me one night at like four in the morning. I looked at him. I was like, what the fuck? And he jumped on a tree. And it went, it went shh. Like he, he, he held onto the tree like oh a my fucking ape. <laughs> And I was like, this is fucking mind-boggling. I saw skunks that look like fucking, like monsters. <laughs> you know, Meadowland, what do you think those skunks? Didn't they just, we had this discussion on your show a year and a half ago about in the Bronx. They found a rat that was just amazing. Like it broke all records, the length of it, like two oh, and yeah, a half feet. It was a, a, a type of, I think a it's rat. called a Zambian, Are you Zambian something me? rat. It's Oof. not from America. It's a pet. Oh, how about... <laughs> And they've let they, – so many people have let these things go. And like how Florida has the python problem, uh-huh. they have this rat problem. It's an invasive species. That's we, what We let go of one of those pythons in college. Did you really? Yeah, we're part of that. Well, <laughs> oh, my God. Scariest, Florida. You went this, to school in Florida, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, scariest fucking day of my life. We're moving out of that apartment. And I'm, am I, you know, how you move out and you got clothes everywhere. And I'm just digging my hands in. And my buddy comes in the room and he goes, oh, keep a lookout for my python. <laughs> No way. And you're like, that's right. We lost it in the middle of the year. Like, and it just was in our house. And as I'm back, wait a minute, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean we lost it? We, okay, we got broken into by, uh, by these dudes. And we had dogs. Me and my buddy Hartley had dogs. My buddy Cheese had a python. He put both his dogs. Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese, we used to fucking torture this dude. <laughs> fucking greased up his ba- brakes and went mountain biking one time. Oh, oh my fucking. God, and, but we forgot about it. We greased his brakes up and he didn't go. And then two weeks later, we go and we forgot we had man, greased them. Cheese died. And he man. just, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Oh so, God, yeah, man. these guys broke into our house and Cheese put our nice. dogs in our rooms. And then, and they broke in the house and they let the fucking snake out. They oh like fucking God. broke into the house, stole all her shit. And let, let her so snake you're out. not totally responsible for it. Somebody else let the snake out. Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever, uh, Diaz? Did you ever see a banana rat? Wait a minute. How do you know they didn't just steal a snake? Because uh, because she was like, I, I don't know if it's been in there or not. The fucking lid was open. They looked for it. They, I don't know. It probably in the loss. What it's kind of assholes loss. are allowed to buy snakes? Any asshole like this? Really? Anyone? Any responsible? <laughs> Iguanas, savanna monitors. I was into reptiles big time. You got a, oh, you got a pit bull and a. I, I think that they should give you buy a pit bull. You need to take a GED. Yeah. That's a prerequisite for it. They're everywhere now. Well, they should definitely. Yeah, they make, they're fucking everywhere. They should definitely yeah, make one. you answer questions. Oh, yeah, they yes. definitely I've, I've had them, and they're dangerous animals. I'll go a step further and say I don't think single women in their 30s should be allowed to adopt dogs. Why do you say that? Because they have fucked up their life. Now let's stop it there. Let's cut it off there yeah, and not let the them fuck up, up well. a dog, too. Have you ever seen a woman? Look, this is, I'm taking a stretch, and I know I'm saying something Single horrible. women in their 30s. Yes, saying- like mid-30s, like 35, when they, when they go, that's it. I don't, I don't, I'm comfortable with being single. Now I'm going to get a rescue dog. Mm-hmm. And then you go hiking, and that dog goes after your kids because they don't 
Fuck Are it. you sure that they're really comfortable with being single, or they maybe it's it's probably hard to find a good dude, man. I don't, yeah, but have I mean, you never had those women that get the big dogs and they're like, "It's a rescue dog. This is my yeah, new project." I mean, they want and, some love. Yeah, and exactly, and then they don't fucking discipline it, oh. and they just let it go <clears throat> fucking bananas. There's definitely and you got people a psycho like that. fucking dog. Yeah. And there's also dogs get really pr- protective of their owners, and if they sense that their owner might not be like. You know, very dominant. Yeah. If it's maybe it doesn't have deep voice or something like that, the dog might be extra protective. Was your pit bull dangerous? Yeah. 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 I had I had pit bull uh, encounters where one dog killed one of my other dogs. What? I came home in the middle of my living room. One of my females had killed my other female. Oh my god. Yeah, you can't have two female dogs together. Female dogs apparently um, will always fight over dominance. Oh, yeah, whereas a male and a female, <clears throat> they accept like who's who's the boss. Usually, the male just lets the female like thap, leave me alone, and like the female snap her jaws, and the male like sort of gives up. But the females never give up. They never give up the position. They they'll fight to the death. They fight and then they, they, they give up and they figure out like who wins and who loses. But then the the challenge, the one who lost wants to go about it, it again. And they, they did it a couple of times. And I thought I had gotten them over it. I separated them and I did all sorts of different things. And then I started letting them be together again because I thought they would had gotten over it. Because I felt like maybe it was just some like animosity. like It was too fresh on each other's mind. They had gotten into a fight. But it's so normal for that breed to get into fights. You know, they're beautiful dogs with humans. Yeah. They're beautiful dogs with humans. But with people, with animals, rather, they have just this incredible kill drive. It's like nothing I've ever seen. My dog killed two cats. Um, he killed squirrels. He killed anything dumb enough to get in his yard. And he would kill lizards all day. Like, we had these lizards that would run around, and he, that, that was his video game. He would just run around <laughs> with his paws on the wall trying to get these lizards, just running around the perimeter of my house trying then, to get lizards. And in them. hindsight, I look back, and I'm like, what a crazy animal to have. You've got a monster. You've got a, a monster that loves to attack things. He, but he was a very particular type of dog. He was a, um, a hog dog. The Argen- from the Argentinian no, Mastiff no, no, type No, he thing. was a pit bull. But yeah, he like was, the ones in Hawaii. Well, he was from Hawaii, yeah. yeah. He was from Hawaii. And they're, they're, they breed him to be super animal aggressive because they're breeding him for hog hunting. And so oh, wow. they, all, they have longer ears, and the ears like pick up more of a scent, and they're larger dogs. He was crazy. He was a beautiful dog, though. He was awesome with people. With people, he was the greatest thing ever. He was awesome. He was just an amazing buddy. He was, like, super smart. He always wanted to hang with you. He always would be down to wrestle. Like, I never felt in danger. Yeah. I used to do jujitsu with him. I'd take his back. You know, I'd go, time to put the choker. And he'd be like, he would kiss me. I'd be, I love you, too. Like, I would be, like, choking him, and he would kiss me. He was a sweet, sweet, sweet dog with people. But with animals. So another he was dog not came to be by. trusted. No. He was not to be trusted. It was the craziest thing. It didn't it didn't have anything to do with socializing. I socialized him with other dogs. Like right away, he started fighting with other dogs. One yeah. time he was a baby. They got they people yelled at me at a dog park when he was a baby. He was like four months old. He was trying to bite other dogs. He was just gangster, like from the womb. There was not, and I was a fool to try to control this animal mm-hmm. as a pet. You know, like my dog now, the big one, Johnny. He's the sweetest dog ever. He's a sweetie. Yeah. Like my other dog that's a much smaller dog, the Shibu Inu Bulldog mix, that dog tells him what's up. And Johnny goes, all right, all right. He's just like, relax, relax. He just lets it all go by, you know. 
So you think it's, it's they're born with it though? It's just like no, people. It's how they're bred. Yeah, it's how they're, oh, bred. they're bred. Yeah, they encourage a certain type of animal aggression, aggression towards animals. They encourage yeah. it. They encourage fighting, and it's been that way for thousands of years. And it's the cruel aspect of the dog fighting though is what makes amazing dogs because the ones that survive through that horrible ordeal, the genetics that were passed on, because the dogs that quit and the dogs that uh, cowed and, 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 and backed away from a fight were killed. Right. They were all killed. Yeah. That sounds horrible to us because right. we love our dogs. Sure. But they, they weren't looking at dogs like that. They were looking at dogs as a way to make money. And the way to make money, I mean, you're talking about like this probably went on from maybe the turn of the century on. I mean, it's, it's probably something that's been going on even before that if you could really get into the history of it. But they, they bred dogs specifically for fighting. They bred them specifically for that. They had them on chains. They would put them. There's a dude that I know that was a famous pool player. He used to keep 35 pit bulls. He was this pro pool player. 35 pit bulls at his house. They weren't his pets. They were fighting dogs. Crazy man. There's yeah, craziness man. I think Big Boy from Outcast used to do that. Dude, well that, he, that's he, a big he, part of the culture for the. He, he, he bred those dogs, and yeah. he bred the 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 bully ones that are yeah. stocky. He bred, he bred those. Oh, right? you never no. went to his website and looked at, and they're expensive. <laughs> no. Yeah, do you know Big Boy's website well? Yeah, well, <laughs> well it's purple ribbon. Pits. In the in the world of fighting dogs, this is where it gets really squirrely because it's not like I'm trying to glorify this world um, and and get, give it morals or anything like that. But the reality is, in the fighting dog world, you're not supposed to sell the puppies. They're called puppy peddlers, and they're looked down upon. You're only supposed to let your dog breed with, with really respectable breeds, so you're going to make some crazy killer dog. And men will loan out their dog, and like you see like the lineage written down, like you know, Rough Riders, Bronco, and yeah. you know, you know, Saddle Stables, Sheila E. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the dog's precedent, and they all know the championship bloodlines. It's totally illegal yeah. to have dog fighting, but the shit has been documented yeah. like very thoroughly. It's the same thing with chicken fighting. Like, they have champion chickens. Like, I know a dude who, who raises chickens, and he fights them. You know, and he's this old Mexican dude. He's cool as fuck, you know? And, yeah. But that's his culture, man. He grew up fighting chickens. Yeah. And this guy knows, like, championship bloodlines, and they breed the right chickens with the right hens. Like, it's, it's a, been a part of human history forever, but it's, it's like in the shadows and the darkness of our, of our world. And we don't want to admit that in 2000 and whatever it was, nine or whenever, when, when, Michael uh, Vick. when he got busted, I mean, what, when, what year was that? 2009, maybe probably oh, eight or nine. I think yeah. maybe, or yeah, I want to say it was seven. Maybe no, he seven. spent some time in jail. Yeah, yeah. We never want to think that a guy who's capable of such great heights as yeah. being like this massively successful football player could also be capable of such an insane cruelty. It's so insane. I got to tell you, I, I love dogs. Like, I mean, you know, you guys all did me huge solid doing the fundraiser for the dog last week, and I, I love dogs. But I still – I also have a problem with people who don't let somebody like him, um, like, serve his time and then get another shot at – like earning a living again because a lot of people were suit like rightfully were crit- critical of what he did right but you know he lost his name mm-hmm. he lost hundreds of millions of dollars probably and, right absolutely his contract was like about the biggest at the time he had crazy endorsements he went to prison which is what 
the punishment was. He did it. He right. went to prison. Yeah, he did his time. And then a lot of people were really upset that he even has a chance to make a living. Right, but it's like he we yeah. he he paid the well the price. Right? How like, undeniable is his fucking talent? The NFL is like, you know what? Come on back. Absolutely. Come on back. You know why? Because if they don't do it, someone else is going to do it. Yeah. Some some someone's going to grab that guy. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, it yeah. really wouldn't be any other way to play football. I mean, that's a kind of a. I mean, there's the NFL, and there's basically that's it. That's it. That's the, there's the 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 B league is is not really a league for in football. Black you know, football. what is it? The idea that stadium uh, arena. There's arena. arena, arena yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. And I then played. Look, I played that for for a day. Oh, right. Herbert. <laughs> yeah, that's those cool. those oh, dudes. I don't know if they drug test. I mean, it's just fucking brutal. It's, it's brutal. brutal. It's, it's like brutal. being in the yard. Canadian football has some good has some good athletes for sure, good players. Yeah. But NFL is definitely the top line. And he was a bad motherfucker. Didn't Doug Flutie trying. go to Canada first and play up there for a while before yeah. he came down to America? He, Doug, did. he was the hero when I was uh, in high school. Doug Flutie was like, I think I was in high school and he was in college. Yeah, he was like the Boston College. Yeah, he was the hero. That's right. And then yeah. the, there was the I USFL. He was very famous in Boston. He was right. Yeah, yeah Flutie for, was super sure. famous. Have you seen the Thirty for Thirty? Who killed the USFL? Yes. No, Fucking great. Donald Trump ruined that shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. He did. Just ruined it. He did. It's, it's an, all those are amazing. That's the best programming ESPN or basically yeah, any yeah, cable. 30 for 30. The, the 30 best. for 30 documentaries. What are they? What are they? they Just stories that will fucking kill you. Yeah? They, it started – the concept came up last year was the 30th anniversary Billy Corbin did the first one. That was about the you, right? Billy Corbin. That's you almost had a bad podcast. One. That's yeah. a yeah. bad yeah, 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 yeah. From, yeah. Billy from, Corbin. He's the guy who did um, uh, Cocaine Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. He also did Broke. Yeah. yeah. yeah broke. He did yes. fucking Broke, which yeah. is amazing. It's amazing. He's a cool fucking guy, Let me tell you something, dog. He came that, down to the uh, Fort Lauderdale Improv and hung out. Yeah, Cocaine Cowboys is fucking amazing. The U of M one, though. The U? The U when he shows all the fucking Michael Irvin and those guys in front of clubs. And he goes, the Miami Dolphins used to ask the college guys to yeah. get them into the clubs. Yeah. Oh my that's God. how that's how If you watch the trailer to the insane. U, if you watch you'll, you'll it. go like, oh what the, the fuck? Yeah. Thing. And I went was, to Florida State. It, we hated them. And it, I fucking saw it. I was like, sure. yeah. It was a bunch of black really? gangsters with a white coach <laughs> oh that God. told them, go out and be black gangsters, <laughs> motherfuckers. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> when does a white guy go, the blacker the better? The blacker the better. I want you to bring it back. I want high fives. I want... I want fucking chains out High there. Fives. I want everything. I want you to t- fuck not celebrating. I want everything. I want you to fucking humiliate these motherfuckers. And then the guy from Two Life Crew came on with his hose. He had a fucking VIP Uncle bag. Luke. And they would come out to sleep at home. Hit my dick them hard. And those bitches knew what time it was. And that's all. Listen, there's two things that drive black people to different levels. That's when they hear Two Life Crew and when, and when they go to Red Lobster. Black people lose their minds. At Red Lobster, fuck Popeyes on Tuesday. You take, you go to Sacramento Red Lobster on Friday at about four thirty when they blow the whistle. Beep beep beep, blow the whistle. Them sisters, they weigh three hundred with the Brad, heels. What are you showing over there? That's the trailer. For what? For yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that. That's is the it, documentary. Yeah. Is that? Oh, the, cool. that I don't know if that's. The, that's, that's, that's not. The, that's the one for the U. Oh, Warren so? Sapp. Warren Sapp. He did Warren birth. Sapp. Did birth to conquer with me. Well, I gotta remember this and write this down. Yeah, that motherfucker was giving out blood tests. He was coming out positive and giving somebody else. A, this guy, they were smoking dope all the way to the NFL. Warren Isn't Sapp. it interesting that when you have like football players and um, basketball players, they they make rules on like how they're allowed to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially like the football thing. That's like you're not allowed to dance. A hundred percent because of you black score people. Score a touchdown. Yeah, it's a hundred percent because of black people. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, dude, it. You blacked it up plenty. 
So let's yeah. dial it back. This it really was a, is. This is a white man, probably in Georgia, probably quite old, with a cigar, with a white suit. Yeah, it's not a know? coincidence. You know, I love when people in the USC go, well, the greatest know. trash talk is, is jail. Suddenly, listen, listen, stupid. There was a guy named Dexter the Molester. Remember? That one Dexter Manley? Dexter, no, 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 no. The defensive back. The defensive back that used to fucking grew crazy glue all over himself. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. You know who he is? You know who he is? What? The, uh, the guy who stick used to put the spray for the Raiders. And he had a stutter. He had a stutter. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. What? He would run tough with balls on his shoulder. Because he would spread it. Lester, oh, what was that guy? Lester and Molester would get in your ass, dog, and just be up on you. Fucking what? Name. What? Your mother ain't shit. Bring it to pop. He's just D up on you. There's a rule. I got to touch you five feet from the line of scrimmage. Uh-huh. He was banging you right from the line. He come right up on your spitting. What now? What? 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 What was that Fine. guy's name, Tom? Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes. Lester, 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 Lester the Molester. Lester the Molester. Defensive backs. Listen, Ronnie Lott. Tell Joe Rogan about Ronnie Lott. They told him oh. he couldn't play in the game. So they cut his finger off during the game. They were like, "Who the fuck gets his finger cut off during the game?" What? He, he had he had caught his finger on a helmet. He was like a cannonball, like a he cannonball, would just run and just like total disregard for body, right? Oh, and geez. like and like this is before good helmets, and like he would just annihilate people, right? Oh my God. He was the assassin, and he got his helmet caught in a, a finger, finger. his finger caught in a helmet, pinky, and they went uh, to the to the locker room, and they were like, "All right, well." You know, we're going to need these. You're going to have to put like five stitches or whatever, 20 stitches in your finger. He was like, no, I want to go back out there. And they were like, well, you'll, we'd have to cut off your finger for you to go back out there. And he was like, do it. Do it, though. So just fucking cut the. Cut half it time. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Half wait, time. They could have fixed it. They could have fixed it, but, but he, he couldn't have played. Play he could have played that day. So he said, cut the fucking. It was already like halfway. It was like in the, the playoffs game. and shit. How much of the finger? The Just like, so there's no, you don't see the nail. Like on Maybe the that was an annoying part. Of his whole <laughs> masturbation ritual, <laughs> and he was secretly hoping to chew it away anyway. I'll see you in 15. Okay. What about, Powerful what about, Joe what about coming in, Joey? So right next door, um, you'll be able to get that on the, the Church of What's Happening Now, right? Should I just walk in and Joey, on iTunes, they'll be able to get yours with Bert, Church of What's Happening Now? Yeah. Yeah. It's on, on iTunes. I was drunk. One of the greatest storytellers the world has ever known. What? He called me when I was in New York and I was drunk. I, I don't know what we're doing. I didn't know if we were doing a stand-up show or a podcast. Oh, you're doing a live podcast. Oh, yeah. But then you're going to do our stand-up show. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm doing that, yeah. But why, why'd you say, oh, fuck? I don't like live podcasts. Well, it's an interesting one because it's a small room. It's only like 50 people. I, I'm just going to sit there and giggle my fucking ass off at Joey. You know what he said yeah. the other day? We're driving in the car, and he goes, and we're talking about health. And he goes, ah, dog, I went to the doctor today. I dropped my pants, and the doctor looked up at him, and he goes, hey, you know you've got toilet paper on your dick. <laughs> He said that. Joey just passed through it, and I was laughing so fucking hard I couldn't listen to the rest of the story. I go, Joey, why was there toilet paper on that end of your dick? He goes, I had to wipe the helmet before I went in there. (laughs) I had to dab the helmet. I didn't notice a little piece of toilet paper hanging off the end of the Hey, uh, my dick sneezed a little. As you you know the answer, as Joey Diaz. Hey, Joey, what's uh, what's your first pee of the day smell like? Like Listerine and gunpowder. <laughs> like it got shot out of an alien's asshole. It looks like... <laughs> you oh know, your, your piss looks when, when you take too many vitamins. Uh, again, I'm going to answer that. Oh, my God. He, um, he, was it on your podcast that, that I was on that he said, you know, <laughs> black people eat to talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
When black people sleep to talk. No, eat to talk. You know who's resting? The only reason black people rest is so they can talk. Oh, rest to talk. Yes. Rest to talk. Yeah. He goes... He gave what my dad, the fuck gave my does dad that even edibles. mean? Why did you let him do that to your dad? You were there. It, no, it oh, wasn't there. Oh my god, it just happened so quickly. Did your dad ask for them? No, he Joey He's a grown him ass open. man. If he wanted one, he cracked him open and he goes, "Here you go, Mr. K," and just dumped some in my dad's hand. And my dad goes, <laughs> "What is it?" And he goes, "Candy. It's a uh, popcorn. You like it?" My dad no. won't sit down. My dad won't sit down. I go, "Dad, there's marijuana in there." And he goes, "No, buddy. It's 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 good." <laughs> And I go, I go, Dad. And then Joey's laughing fucking hysterically. And I'm like, I'm like, what are we gonna do about this? My sisters lost their fucking mind. Everyone's like, oh my god. And so yeah, but but he was my dad yeah, was fine. You, you can't do that. The photos are amazing. <laughs> the photo is the amazing. Photo is amazing. You can't that do podcast, that, right? That you po- shouldn't. I don't agree with doing that at I, all. Well, I did it with to my own dad. Remember? Yeah, but that's <laughs> your dad. That's I your think dad. I, I'm, I'm, I might now. My dad would never say that he took it knowingly. But I'm he, I, in my way, in my head, I'm like, there's no way, Joey. Slipped it to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, so funny. He must have said something. Maybe he just your your dad didn't know what the fuck Joey said, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure, buddy." Like, he probably his brain blacked out. Yeah, you want to get high with me, Mister? Come on, yeah. <laughs> my dad's okay, Mister K. My back dad just such Mr. a question. Come on, cocksucker. What are we such doing? A we playing games? Are we going deep? I'm going deep. You going deep with me? And your dad's like, "I'll go I'll deep go with deep, you." Yeah. <laughs> Knows, That's exactly what happened. A handful yeah, exactly. of pot cookies that he's wolfing down. He heard two of seven <laughs> he words, and deep. one was like a cookie. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have a cookie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how many times you, when someone's talking to you, are you not even paying attention because you're thinking about something else? Right. And you're like giving them like a, a small percentage, oh. and you're trying to figure something out. You go, oh, yeah, 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 what? Or like taxi drivers. You know, you just hear the, the main yeah. words. Many, my, many times. My I've dad is, is the king of that. And I know, I know when he's uh, playing chess, because like, I'll be like, what's up, man? He's like, like, yeah, how's uh, doing shows? Like, yeah, man. He's like, and he's in front of the computer. Playing yeah, chess. and I can tell he's like, hold on a second, hold on a second. I'm like, all right. He's like, so what's going on? I could be like, I robbed a bank today. And he's like, wow, wow, that's neat, buddy. I'm like, you don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. And I go, what is it? Fucking rook tonight? Something? And he's like, yeah, I'm playing chess. <laughs> Man, like just tell me on the phone. This is on the phone. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, call me back. That's fucking so fucking whack. We should do a dad. You know, Travel Channel Green. They said they would pay for us if we want to do an adventure. If they if they can air it, they're like, well, if you guys want to do anything, we'll fucking we'll pay for it. What do you mean? I was sitting there. We were talking. We just had having dinner, and they were um, they were asking questions. They're just kind of getting hip to like the podcast scene, and they were asking questions about. They're like, what is Death Squad? And I was, I kind of, don't really, tell them. It's really ridiculous shh. to try to explain. You got to go, shh. Yeah. I was like, if you don't know, you don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. And then they were like, they were like, you, so these are all your like buddies? And they're like, yeah. They're like, you, do you ever want to do anything with them? Like, and I, I jokingly said, I said, yeah, we kind of, I just said this because Duncan had said it one time. I go, we kind of want to take dugout canoes into the rainforest and see if we can find ayahuasca. With and our dads? No, just us. Just oh. us. And so then. So we were talking about dads. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know what? How'd you get there? I have no fucking idea how my this brain works. Just you know took what? Us I was thinking unrelated journey. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking we should do a show where we all take our dads and go do shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in my head, I was like, Oh, I have a better idea. You know what's fucked up? He was actually talking about people that do that very thing earlier on the podcast. But in a very negative way. In a very, very negative way. It was oh. about liars. Oh, it was about how liars. <laughs> 
not 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 yeah. meaning that at all. What no, he meant was fine. his. What he was talking about was about how you know how some guys were going. Uh, so what do you guys want to go see the movies? Wouldn't believe this man, but uh, I'm about to start a billion dollar a year business. Yeah, so kind of yeah. crazy. <laughs> but uh, we're taking this from the ground floor. And Tommy was like, well, "But you make ten dollars now? What the fuck are you talking, talking about, about, man? You know? Well, you know, once once we get the startup money, which is basically guaranteed. Yeah, I got I got a couple of investors. I got I got a couple, I got an Italian investor and I got one in Czech Republic. And, and you like, came through we were talking about what movie to go to see. Well, how the fuck did we get here? Yeah, that's what you kind of did. I just did that. You did that with because I, I was did like that, I did that actually follow. almost exactly like that too. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, my dad doesn't want to be on TV. Like, I was like, I don't know where he's going with this. <laughs> Well, film adventure, my brain my does dad, not. But like it's a exactly. Guy. It's funny. Be on TV at all. My dad will be on TV. Your you saying yeah. that? Yeah, your dad would enjoy it. Right. Right? My dad's hilarious. Your dad is a fascinating guy. I mean, my my dad's a very nice guy, and he's you know he would be very polite and, and friendly with everybody. But my dad would love he to do this. To be on TV. Let's do a dad show then. Yeah. What if they let's take to... it back? Eh. No, <laughs> my, my dad. My no, there's no way he would never do it. No, he has zero desire to be famous. Can we cast a dad for you? Yeah, he can give me like a black guy. Yeah. I want a black guy. This is just your dad. Yeah. A black guy who's only a couple years older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to go? Like four years old? (laughs) Like Bernard Hopkins. (laughs) (laughs) Like Bernard Hopkins plays my dad, and uh, no one even mentions it. The whole time. And Bernard Hopkins refuses to admit it's him. Yeah. Playing it on the show, sure. and afterwards in every, every interview, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's not me, but it is him. Yeah, we take Bernard Hopkins. We go fishing with him. But I you have to listen to him. Would, at would some he point. have good stories to tell? I have to us? listen to him. <laughs> he tells me whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I'm listening. He's my dad. Yeah, yeah. It's like and he has to bring back childhood memories. But like, it's like it, when Joe was a kid and he first learned yeah, how to ride a bike. That's what I want to do. Like Joe, you, we, I remember when I took Joe to the holiday, and you remember that Joe? And how you much start you like? making some shit about me. This motherfucker's lying in his bed playing with chimpanzee dolls. Bernard Hopkins owns the right to the to the title "I Am the Machine." How, what? what? I know. I know. That's uh, maybe that might be an be right. I don't know. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'm gonna go to Joe. What the fuck? Get out of here! You I'll be fuck. back. I'll be back. You've tarnished your reputation indelibly. <laughs> That's not a word. Later, brother. We'll see you in a bit. God. Burt Kreischer will be joining us tonight. The sold-out Ice House Comedy Club show, along with his man that I'm talking to right now, Tom Segura. Oh, that was so exactly what we were And I wasn't thinking of him at all, but it was fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Sort of. You know, but yeah. it wasn't. No, he wasn't. He's not a crazy person. No. But he does, he does make me think what we were talking about, which is like, uh, a lot of times I go... How does fucking Bert's brain work? Yeah, like, I think yeah. that all the time. Oh yeah. yeah, how did how did he get there? Yeah, you know, which I mean you do when you're sitting around. He's not even high though. He didn't even get high. No, so he's got no goddamn excuse. He just showed up and I just didn't know where he was going with the dad thing. I was like, hmm, dad's on vacation, a d- adventure to get yeah. ayahuasca. No. But it, somehow those things do connect in his brain. You know what I'm saying? Like we go. I don't think I so. Don't, I think, think he's so? just waiting for an opportunity to talk about doing, doing a, a that? thing together. Yeah, oh, okay. I think it was more that. I do want to go canoeing, like, fucking off, I, really bad. Do you guys ever used to go canoeing? Yeah, meanwhile, middle of the night, the fucking forest is on fire because Brian left behind one lit cigarette. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go canoeing with you. Die up there in a river. <laughs> Wait, what happened? You, you like, spiked your dad? Like, you, <laughs> you, you, you didn't finish that early. When did you do that to your dad? Well, you told them you were doing it, though, right? Oh, okay. Didn't you? No. no? Oh, whoops. He Sorry. listens to I the mean, podcast now. Oh, so. I mean, sure you did. <laughs> well, you brought it up. No, I just remembered. No, I uh, get on me. Joe, Joe gave me like this big bottle of 
pop soda, uh-huh. you know, that was made out of marijuana. And uh, I had it in my fridge for a while. And then me and my fiance at the time, we were all recording ourselves, like, because uh, my dad was in town for the night. And I think I put the camera down. And then he is like, oh, I'm going to have some of this wine or champagne or whatever. And I'm like, that's not champagne. That's okay. Yeah, you can drink that. And then I just like let him drink it. And then like in like within like a half hour or so, he just became so giggly and just laughing. And it was really actually one of the coolest things ever. Cause like, did he freak out at all? No, not at all. He was just like almost like a happy drunk buzz <clears throat> where he wow, was just kind of giggling and laughing. Did you ever tell him what happened? No, never. Well, he probably no. knows now. But you should tell him because he would enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah know. You know, I mean, maybe it'd be one of those things that he discovers late in life. Like, wow, this like, makes life so much more enjoyable. But yeah. you'd have to get it to him in that form, though. Right. That's the coolest forms. The, the edible form is the best form, I think. I mean, the, the uh, I like it the most. Oh, shit. Sorry. As I, long as it's mild. Yeah. As long as it's not, like, super strong. The effects are, like, really pleasant. Super strong yeah. can, can break Super strong is not good. No. That's, that, that's a terrible feeling. It's like, or, oh, I'm just trying to relax and get through this day. I don't need to be contemplating the fate of the fucking galaxy. Do you, th- do you liken uh, Super Strong to psychedelic? Is that what happens? Yes. It is? Very much so. In fact, in a lot of the ancient Hindu writings, a lot of uh, what they talked about, really extreme psychedelic experiences that they, uh, they talked about it were all from eating hash. Really? Yeah. Eating cannabis can, if you eat enough of it, you can have an experience that is every bit as strong as mushrooms. Really? Yeah, you just have to eat a lot of it. If I've you, had, I've had, I've been moved to tears a, a few times. I've had experiences in the tank eating, eating pot oh, yeah, yeah. that are like a fucking like a ride in a movie, like like a, a experience that you wouldn't believe if if you didn't if you didn't see it with your own synapses if you weren't going through it. It, th- it seems impossible. Yeah, and it's all just eating pot, eating pot, and getting into a tank, a tank filled with water, and the. But you have to eat that. That you got to get to that critical level where you feel like you eat too much. That's where you got to get. But you got to get to that feeling where you're like, oh, I fucked up, I fucked up, and that's when you can close your eyes and see nutty shit. Like, how much are you talking about? Well, you see it in the dark. See, that's when you see it. Like, you don't see it if you open your eyes. If you open your eyes, you're not going to hallucinate. It's not like it's going to misinterpret visual cues and yeah, real yeah. information. But what it will do is supercharge your imagination to the point where it can't deal with the blank slate. Yeah. So when you, when you eat the pot, you, close, you either close your eyes. Like I've had this happen on planes before where I ate a cookie before I got to the airport. And then while I'm on the plane, you're tripping your balls off. When you close your eyes, in the darkness of your closed eye, that's when your imagination starts firing. Yeah. And you start seeing wild, crazy, neon colors, like, fucking, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you start seeing, like, like c- computer cartoon f- f- fractal shows. It becomes very, very bizarre. And that's just closing your eyes on a plane. Inside the tank, it can really, like, it almost, like, opens up another realm of experience. It gets very strange. Because in the absence of light... This all this stuff firing through your brain sort of manifests itself as visual information. Yeah, you don't just get the feeling like oh, life's slipping away. You yeah, you get that feeling when your eyes are open, but everything looks normal. You know, everything looks a little faker, and everything looks kind of two dimensional, a little closer than it should be, but it still looks normal. But when you close your eyes, then you get the fucking color show. You get yeah. just madness and craziness in front of you. 
Yeah, I've had <clears throat> an absolute freaked out, oh my God, blowing my mind oh. experiences eating it. Yeah, you just have to eat it. There was how a much friend. do you, how much, what's the most you've like consumed? Like, well, this is what I was going to say. There was a friend who made pills. He made uh, THC pills. And I forget how he did it. I forget what his process was of extracting the THC and putting it into pill form. But he told us like very specifically, only take one. He said, mm-hmm. do not take more than one. I only took one. I listened. Eddie Bravo took two. Because Eddie Bravo was one of those silly bitches like, man, I can't even get too high. It's impossible. If yeah. I'm too high, you can And it was unbelievably strong. Just one. I was like, <laughs> where is this dude traveling every day? Yeah. This dude is going to crazy town <laughs> every day. And that's something that a lot of people are overlooking about this whole medical marijuana movement. Everyone's focusing on smoking pot. We don't want people smoking pot. Well, the eating pot is five times stronger, five times more psychoactive when you eat it. And you're getting guys just loading up these cookies, loading up these candies. And you can eat three or four of them before you even know what the fuck's going on. And then an hour and 20 minutes later, you're on your deathbed. Yeah. I mean, you're freaking the fuck out. Like Yoshi. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Yoshi, like with the, the banana, banana bread. bread. Yeah. Joey Diaz actually had a funny story from a long time ago when Listerine strips first came out for pot Listerine strips, and they used to have like little containers just like them, and they, and he had a whole one, and uh, his friends like, "Can I have one?" And he takes it out, and they had all melted together, and there were like nine strips that oh had melted together, and Joey God. Diaz was just like, "Oh, I guess that's it," you know, and then like gave it to. <laughs> oh <him>. my God! <laughs> and I guess the guy called like the ambulance. Of like it was he just did. like. Ten times the amount of those. Those oh are pretty God. strong. Dude, those I, are I, super strong. I used man. to take one half of those breast strips. It's really hard to find them now. Yeah. They don't have them anymore. But I used to take one half of one, and that's all it took. One half of one. You gave me that one time. Don't! Jesus. Oh, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. That was when we were headed to the East Coast. Yeah. And we were on a red eye. Yeah. And I remember uh, we, we both landed, and you were like, that is the highest I've ever been <laughs> in my life. I go, right there on that plane? You go, you go, right there on that plane? Yeah. I go, what was that like? Goes, that was, you go, that was an adventure. Yeah, it was. And I also remember that I was by no means not high anymore when I said that. And I felt like, like You're eleven hours later, I was like, still kind of feeling it right now. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that shit kicked my ass. That was unbelievable. And that was only a half. I can't imagine taking more than that. I actually started after that. I realized that, um, like, for me to not have that feeling, a quarter of a strip was was better. You know what I mean? Like, I could function on a quarter. Yeah. Not, not on the half, man. No. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I don't like eating anymore. I had one the other day, and I didn't think I felt it the whole night. Like, I took it around 8 o'clock. Around 11 or 12, I was like, all right, I guess that was just a shitty edible. Then I couldn't go to bed, and it started, like, my heart started going crazy. Uh, and I was like, all right, now it's starting right now. It's, like, 1 in the morning. And how it, long did it take to kick in? Four or five hours almost. You got to go to the doctor. You got some <laughs> blockage somewhere, son. That doesn't even make sense. Four or five yeah. hours. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You yeah. just defied logic. You defied science. You broke medicine. Yeah, I couldn't go to sleep though for like hours. Wow. Yeah. Maybe it just took you a while to realize you were high, or were you like caffeined up and maybe it was having a hard time getting in there? Yeah, I think I must have had too much other food in my stomach. Maybe and it just took a while mm. to digest it. Or that's another something. possibility. If you ate something heavy, right? right? If that's behind it, does that happen? Does it work sure. like that? I think so. 
Totally, right? Yeah. Would you, so. Yeah, it was like busy. Your, your body, body has to busy. break it down and doesn't get to it. We're totally unscientific when it comes to <laughs> understanding of the digestive system. Then you know what I'm saying? The, the juices break it down. The, the brain juices. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Dude, break it down. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we were right about that. But yeah, the uh, I think if anybody should be concerned about experiences, it's the eating it because I don't want anybody to have bad trips, man. Yeah, it's no bad it's trips no steer people away from weed, and you don't get anything out of those bad edible trips either because they usually come when you don't expect them. Like they come when you're trying to go to a movie, have a pot cookie with your friends, go to a movie yeah. and giggle, and the pot cookie way too fucking strong, yeah, yeah. and everybody just wants to go home. You just got to get out of there. Everybody wants to leave. Well, pan. Panic is never a good time, and yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's you are in like you have super anxiety going. Yeah. At least I do, and that's not like that's not fun, man. You don't go. That was really cool the way I panicked for my life for a few hours. Yeah. You know, just from sitting there. When I was in full panic mode, okay, from taking this one um, one uh, pill, when Eddie Bravo had taken two, I was in full panic mode. And I was talking to this dude. And the dude I was talking to was a uh, very high-level jujitsu guy who also apparently was a rapist. And uh, while I was talking to him, I'm so high. I mean, I'm just I'm so high. I really shouldn't be talking to anybody. But while I'm talking to this guy, I'm like, man, this guy is a fucking killer. Like, he's got this just feel about him. Mm-hmm. Like, he feels super dangerous. Yeah. You know, he's a, like a really high-level jujitsu guy, but he also feels like, wow, like... If you were alone in the woods with this guy, you know, and you'd gone for a few days without food, he might fucking eat you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later after that had happened, he it turned out that he was a rapist. He got arrested. But he didn't, he didn't get arrested right away. He fleed. And the way they caught him was he started doing jujitsu again. He couldn't stop doing jujitsu. And he started doing jujitsu at a new gym. And he didn't realize how obvious it is that he's like a super high level guy mm-hmm. there's not that many high level guys you know when you get to, i mean there are quite a few but i mean um it you know maybe, maybe there's hundreds but the people in the jiu-jitsu world are pretty much aware of a guy that's that high level yeah and this guy was just tapping everybody including their best black belts and everybody's like okay what the who fuck? is this dude who is yeah. this dude yeah. and he says he's from brazil and so someone's got a picture of him or something and they went oh my god that's that guy and he's, he's wanted for rape he couldn't. He couldn't go on the lamb and not do jujitsu. That's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, maybe they would have got him anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Man, there's two things I gotta have: it's jujitsu and raping people. Rape <laughs> juice. I gotta be able to do both of those things to be a happy guy. Yeah. He gave off this weird, dangerous energy. You know, especially when you're that cranked out on the wrong side of the pot rainbow yeah you know it was just i was in the never world i was in the world of fairies and elves and dwarves and monsters and dragons in the night well that's the thing is if you're having that that type of uh experience the trip yeah like you've eaten too much and you happen to be in a not cool environment like if you're in an already dangerous situation oh my god yeah you're just like somebody get us home please god get us home right now get us out of here yeah yeah, there's bad spots in the world. Imagine eating a pot cookie and going to Karachi. Oh. Being in the middle of Pakistan. Oh. Watching people pull up with mopeds and gun people down. Did you see that on Vice, the, the dangerous border one? Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Amazing. What an amazing, amazing access. We had Shane in here. He was telling us about Karachi and how insane it is. That looks insane. Yeah. So, like millions of people all in this one giant city. I think it's 20 million there, right? Yeah, something crazy. That's a lot of people. And crimes just yeah. running amok. He said and then it's, they hate their neighbors so much, and they are hated so much. Dude, it's so crazy. He, the way he described it to me, he was like, 
it, it literally is like the scariest place on earth. Like you can't believe it exists. It's like the apocalypse in a city, and it's it's there right now, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody even thinks about it. When you talk about dangerous places, people talk about like Detroit. <laughs> like Detroit is not nearly as dangerous as Karachi. Have you had Kumail on? Have you ever had him on the Who? show? Kumail Nanjiani. No, who's that? He's a comic from. Uh, Pakistan from from Karachi. Oh really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He's a really good comic. Like, where's he from? Like uh, in this in, in in America? Does he live in L.A.? He lives in L.A. Oh, okay. He so came over him. when he was 19. How do you say his name again? Kumail. Kumail. Nanjiani. Nanjiani. Yeah. He's a really really good comic. Wow. Like really good. We That's had him badass. on a, uh, a mom's cast a long time ago. Right? A long time ago. A long I mean, time. he's very successful. Like he he does very well. I mean, yeah. I mean, he just did an hour special. He's on, he's acting in like all kinds. Of, like he he does really well. Oh wow! And he's um like he's a super really like the thing that I was obsessed with when I had him on was that he didn't like he grew up there uh-huh. and he uh, didn't uh, he didn't like watch stand up growing up wow. and he came into college at nineteen <clears throat> and he's so good at it that I'm like yeah but I still don't understand how you're good at it because wow. like. How has your sense of humor yeah. developed? You started at like basically nineteen, like being exposed to this at all, right? And he's like exceptionally good at it. So wow. you you see, like he just has such a command of doing stand up, like everything, like really insightful, smart, really really good writer, performer, so funny, and I, I just am fascinated at his whole background his whole story yeah that is interesting because there are cultures that do not have stand-up comedy right i mean yeah he definitely didn't have it they all have some sort of public gathering yeah where someone gets to talk but for entertainment i mean how many places have it's just breaking out in some parts of the world now like i know in a a lot of spanish-speaking countries you know there are clubs now and you know a stand-up show uh even for television but it's not they don't have the like basically eighty hundred year history of that we have right. of it coming like from the cat skills and, and it being like a thing that has different genres. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's it's newer in Well it was invented here. It's it totally was most it's certainly invented yeah. here. But um there's a lot of confusion or a lot of questioning as far as who invented it. I mean who the fuck invented it? Is there anyone who is like known as the the godfather of stand up? That's a good that's a good question. Because stand up sort of became stand up with Lenny Bruce. Because before that, it was like a lot of guys that would share jokes and they would, uh, they would like do the same sketch for 20 years and, you know, they, they, they would go perform in the Catskills and and they would all steal each other's material and shit. They were like people in show business, almost like you would think of a contract studio person from like the 1940s and 50s. You know, you think of those people that Uh had contracts with the studio and did all those studio movies. Well, these guys kind of were that. They were like – it was a different kind of comedy. And then Lenny Bruce came along and all of a sudden he starts talking about real shit. Yeah. And all of a sudden he starts like, you know, like breaking down our use of language and why do we have to say this and who's – and talking about real scenarios in the home and, and like, whoa. Like that was the what birth. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like if you go over my house, there's all these Lenny Bruce posters everywhere. It's not like I listen to Lenny Bruce a lot. I mean, I certainly have. It's not like it even holds up to this day because it really doesn't. It's really hard to laugh at Lenny Bruce's stuff. It's hard to put yourself into that mindset of the people that lived during the 1950s and the 1960s. Yeah. But if you could, if you could go back in time and you would be blown away, I'm sure of it. I'm sure his 
point of view was probably so incredibly unique at the time. Mm-hmm. And his insight, you know, his jokes, some of his jokes today are great jokes. He had this joke about homosexuality being illegal. So what they do is they arrest you and they put you in jail with a bunch of men who want to have sex with you. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, it's a good joke. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. It's funny in 2013, and he probably told that in the 50s. It's crazy. Where yeah. people were like, what? It never heard anything like the that. The fuck did he just say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lenny Bruce went to jail for it. He went to jail for using bad words. Like, people don't understand that that is in this past century. Mm-hmm. People have been locked into cages for saying naughty words. Not even threatening. Not yeah. like saying, I'm going to blow up this plane. Yeah. Not, not you know, words like that. Right. But a word like fuck or a word like shit or tits yeah. or something like that. Yeah. They locked him in You're cages. You're going to jail now. They drained his money, ruined his career. Jesus. Yeah. That and the smack. That was the other thing we need to learn from a guy like Lenny. Don't Stay away smack. from the smack, my friend. Yeah, the smack. It seems like nobody gets through the smack okay. Nobody does. There's no recovery from that. I had a buddy who had a hard time kicking it. He, um, uh, in a pill form, he hurt his back. Oh. And uh, the doctors uh, immediately, of course, gave him heroin. That's what the Oxycontin says. They yeah. gave him Oxycontin. And he was like, dude, he goes, it was, it was magical. He goes, it cured, cured all the pain. He goes, uh, I didn't, it wasn't uh, even that fucked up when he was on it. He was, he goes, I was just, uh, he goes, it just stopped the pain, you know? But then coming off of it, he had to take some other drug. It's my friend, Tommy Jr. If he's listening right now, powerful Tommy Jr. Uh, and they, they just give them to you, man. When you get hurt, like I know guys who were junkies yeah. and went to the doctor and, you know, they give him pain medication and, you know, that's a dangerous trip. Like sure. you, you're getting high, like mark, mark it down. Cause here it comes, yeah. you know, do you, do you like being sober? You like keeping your shit together? Don't take that. That's no bueno. You know, and you take that pill too, the painkillers with a beer. Yeah. Ooh, it's, that's a oh my God. whole other ball game. Most man. people do. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's like super common. Yeah, of course. But You're I mean, not like supposed to, right? Right. No. Like, no, it's really isn't bad. Xanax a really bad one to take with alcohol? Yeah. yeah. I saw a lady do it on a plane. Most she was do. laughing about it. Yeah. She's like, she's getting just, high. She's you know, getting high. Just a glass of, my wa- glass of wine and my Xanax, and I'm good to go. Yeah. And she was like laughing. Ha <laughs> ha. She puts her fucking goggles on. <laughs> fucking See you later. Yeah. Drool it on the chair. Yeah, she was letting everybody know she was abusing drugs. Yeah, that's because she was but getting it, high for but sure. But if I let them know, if I said, listen, I took a pot cookie an hour before this flight, uh, I'm yeah. out of my fucking head right we're now, We're going to go back kids. to the gate, guys. Yeah, we're going to turn this thing around and land it in the desert. Get, get this, this fucking criminal pot monster off of our plane. <laughs> you asshole. What were you thinking about? I was thinking about fingering girls in high school. <laughs> what was that all about? <laughs> Uh, just having that flashback. Thinking about what it, the excitement the first time we touched a moist vagina, like holy shit, I'm in there, I'm in there. And girls that would grab your dick, and some girls wouldn't. Did mm. you have those girls that like everyone would pass around like during movies, like when they had the projectors out, and then like she'd be like, "Oh, we got yeah. the finger." Some girls, yeah. <laughs> there were some girls that would just let dudes finger them. Yeah, that's a good thing. You know, well, I mean, that's there's a balance. Sometimes you need your pussy finger. It's a balance to this universe, you know. And it's not necessarily a good thing that those girls are so needy that they're doing that, but there's a cause and effect, and it's not her fault. You know, that's what people have to realize. Whenever girls do like really overreaching things to get attention, it's because they didn't get enough attention. You know, it's really that simple, or they got the wrong kind of attention. They, right. they got fucked up, and it's not their fault, man. 
You know, and that's that's something that takes a long time to figure out. You don't realize that for a while. <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, people just sort of judge people by what they see. And that's one of the more interesting things about having children is you start judging people by how they became that thing. How did you get to be this this angry, like, really, like, deceptive, you know, shitty, selfish person who's ruining lives and stealing from people? And how, how does a person get to be a murderer? How does a person get to be a robber, breaks into people's houses when you know they're not going to be around? And st- how, do, how do you get to be that person? Yeah. Well, some a bunch of shit has to go wrong, you know? There's a bunch of people have to fail you, you know? You, you started off nothing but potential. That's what a person is. Yeah. Nothing but potential. And that is the number one thing that we don't pay attention to. And it's the number one thing that's fucking up this world is that people are raised by people that don't have any idea how to raise the most complex thing ever, a developing human being. It's the most complex thing we know of. It's a thing that literally can create an atomic bomb that can blow up the fucking world. That's how, that's how powerful the human mind is. And you're leaving it to assholes. You're leaving it to a bunch of people that have no idea how to raise a person correctly and weren't raised correctly themselves. So I have all sorts of baggage that they're carrying into this, uh, this relationship between mother and daughter and father and son. And, the, you know, most people have no idea how the fuck they got into the place they're at right now. They live their life on momentum. You know, and raising a human when you're stuck on momentum and screaming at people in traffic and calling your wife a cunt and, you know, kicking your dog. And now you got a baby. Yeah. Okay. This guy has a baby. All right. Now what happens? Now this baby's fucked and he's being raised by yeah. a shithead. And that's most of what's going on in the world. Most people. of the problems yeah. is a lack of compassion and a lack of compassion from birth to adulthood. Yeah. And, and it's so common, and it's not being addressed. Nobody talks about it. Everybody wants to talk about oil. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, what do we do when we run out of oil? What will we do when peak oil becomes a problem in this country? Yeah. When will we step up and learn? But nobody looks at the number one commodity that humans have to offer. That's humans. Our best commodity is humans. And the more potential that you can have in that commodity, the, more, the better the world would be for everybody. But the problem is that the people that have billions of dollars are a bunch of cunts, and they want to hold on to that money with their greasy, old, moisturizing cream fucking leather hands because they've had it their whole life, and they've been in this position of privilege, and they understand what it takes to make $16 billion. You know how many people I had to pay off? You know how many lobbyists I had to bribe? You know, I earned this fucking boat, you know? Yeah. But that's... The, 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 the extreme form of uh, you know the, the, the wrong parts of the competitive aspects of capitalism. Do you see? Did you see Queen of Versailles? No. What is that? Oh my God! What is it? It's a documentary. It's so fucking. You're funny. not the first person to say it. What is it about? It's about the guy who um, he started. It's the world's biggest timeshare holder oh, company, I know. Yeah. Westgate. I think it's called, or it was called something like that. I think it's Westgate. Anyways, a few years ago. He went about building the largest home in the United States. Oh, my God. Um, it was 90,000 square feet, I think. Okay? 90,000 wow. square feet. And it was modeled after Versailles, the palace in France. And he just so happened to be doing this, and a documentary crew was filming him you know, for this purpose. And it happened in 08 when the market crashed. They had a lion? <laughs> they, this, the, the, oh my know, god, he has it's a phenomenal. throne. Sure, 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 sure. 
am a 43-year-old mother of eight. I thought she was the most beautiful girl in the world. It took me a while to fall in love with him. Whoa. We have a great relationship. There's 30 years between us, but he doesn't need Viagra. At least there is that option if he does, like, I don't know, 10 years from now. <laughs> we never sought out to build oh the biggest house God. in America. It just kind of happened. It's bigger than the White House. Two tennis courts. 30 bathrooms. Full-size baseball field. 10 kitchens. Antique furniture. 90,000 square feet. Oh, my God. No, that's not my room. That's my closet. No way. Nothing's really normal about this life. We're in line to do a billion dollars in sales for the year. We're on top of the world. And it came to a screeching halt. The market fell over 700 points. I would say it's touch and go right now. We don't talk about financial problems. I guess I'll have to watch the movie to find out <laughs> what's going on in my life. Everything changes. This is almost like a riches to rag story. She knows we need to cut back, but she's still compulsive. <laughs> what time is it now? Well, if I could afford a watch, I would tell you. Oh, Bankers are oh, like vultures. Our She's big amazing. problem is Vegas. Our lenders have made it very clear that he'll have more money than he knows what to do with. He can go back to building his house if he turns over this building. Over my dead body. You can buy the palace that timeshare mogul David Siegel already wants to sell. Just think of the bright side. You might not have to clean this house. <laughs> the oh American dream is raising way up above what you started with. And that is what she has done. When you're down is when you find out who your true friends are. You get strength from your marriage? No. <laughs> I'm in this fantasy world, you know. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Oh, my God. She is completely oblivious oh my to God. how she, like, how she comes off. Well, when they start having to make cutbacks, yeah, their cutbacks are things like we're not flying private, we're flying, you know, commercial, and like she picks up like one of her kids, they land, and like she picks up her kid at the airport. And she's like, "What's it? What do you think of flying commercial? Was that crazy?" And the kid's like, "I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, they're just planes, right?" She's like, "Yeah, commercial." Or they go to rent a car to visit her friend at the airport. And they're like, it hurts. And then she's like, so will the driver like meet me out front or how does this work? And he's like, this is Hertz, rent a car. And she's like, what is that? Like, there's no driver? And he's like, no, you're the driver. You're renting a car right now. She's like, okay, I just, I don't know. All right. Whoa. Like that, that <laughs> That's pretty funny. removed from society where she's, she's living how in much, such a fantasy world. How much money did Homeboy lose? Um, I mean, nine figures. For sure, for sure, yeah. But he's been—that's um, like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, so over a hundred million for sure of, of personal. Stop love. and think about that. Yeah. Nine figures. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he lost a, a substantial amount of money. Oh my god! And then you know because the properties basically basically what happened was his business is a a luxury business, but it's luxury for the middle class. So timeshares are something where it's like. If you, you have a good job, like you, you, know, you can more than pay your bills. You can afford to do something like, let's go uh, to Disney World this year. Or let's go to Vegas. But they sell you on, well, you can afford to do this. And it's people who have that 
you know, extra money, some disposable income, but not like so what super does it wealthy. Mean? What does it mean when you have a timeshare? Does it mean like you have this month and I have that month? It's exactly like place? that. It's like you get to come to this awesome timeshare, whichever, let's say you like Vegas. Right. You have the timeshare in Vegas. And two weeks out of every year, maybe you get to pick your month if you pay more. Or sometime during the year, let's say every July, you get your Vegas place. It's yours. Mm-hmm. And it's fully furnished and it's awesome. But, but other people you, have the keys to it. Yes. Yeah. So it's not. And who are the other people though? People who like you signed up. For this service, they're not like your friends. You no, can't pick them. It, no, it's total strangers. See, yeah, no, well, but but there is a property. Whoops, there's a property manager that's on site. Yeah, it's that not just holds the stranger. keys for you, yeah, yeah. and oh, then I you see. have to go through yeah. him. That oh, I see. you know yeah. what I mean. Okay. You're basically so no hotel then. It, it you're, is. You're paying to go back to the same place and, and be yeah. like, this is my shit. But right. you know, it's not. But it's, it's not, not really. And but, you don't keep a TV there, and you don't yeah. keep a stereo. No, there. I mean it's probably it's, I'm sure furnished with all that stuff. Yeah. Though. But well, what happened was it's probably for a lot of people more comfortable than going to a hotel. Definitely, and probably better. Like if you can eat, my families do it all the That's time. That's the thing is we that go to a supermarket and shop like you're at home, and you can get a a way higher end place than you would like if you were renting the equivalent at a hotel. Right. You're not going to get like a three bedroom suite like you're going to get at your timeshare. You know? Right. 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 But how much do you have to pay a year? I don't know. I don't it's, know. The it's actual. not that much. Uh, it's probably it's like the, the one I went to because uh, I actually got suckered in doing one of those. You like, did have a timeshare. Well, when I was eighteen, uh, my my stupid roommate <laughs> he was like, "Hey, I want a vacation," and I'm like, "Oh, this is so good. perfect that Brian did." This. And then and then oh, so no. we went to Florida. He's like, "All we have to do is find a way to Florida, and then we have five days in the Bahamas." And I'm like, there "Fuck yeah!" So we get there and we had to like fly, like spend our own money to fly to Florida, or we could have drove there. And then we get there, and then, like, the first day we checked in uh, to this, like, hotel. It was all paid for. I was like, this is sweet. Uh, he, he was like, all right, well, we got to go to this condo thing. We have to just do this little thing for a couple seminar, hours. Seminar. Yeah. Seminar. <laughs> oh, my God. And he, didn't God. Ta- he, he totally did not tell me that we had to do this every day, like, for two every hours. Every day? Yeah, except for, like, the How last two days? days. How many days were you there for? I think five days. And so, so every day they just went to a new level of trying to – and every day I would say the same thing. I'm like, I'm 18. I was like, "Do you really think I can do this? I how how did you even get me here?" So like, every day, what were they saying to you? What they would you? show us the condos, which they were all amazing. But and they would walk us around, and, and then then like the next day, would go to a different part of. At the time, it was Florida. Like this is what happened worst. is like the last two days was in Bahamas. He didn't tell me that either. He's just like five days in Bahamas, but what, it was it was in Pompano, Florida, the whole time. So he just went to all these different like hotel, uh, these condo places in Pompano, and they were like, "And this is this so and so place," and you know. I know. So last, it was in the Bahamas. Not, not the first three days. The last, the last two days. Two days. And then the, they yeah. fly you to the Bahamas. They, they, you take a boat cruise thing over to the Bahamas. How long does that take? Uh, like three hours. Not, not that. You get to Bahamas on a boat in three hours? Yeah, I think wow. so. Wow. Yeah, and so then, but what sucked is like every day they tried to get you to sign these contract and it was like fucking like hardcore like they were like no you need to sit down here and talk to you know and i'm like look every I don't, day who, yeah, these was, young guys who were the guys that the, were trying no to these talk were to older them? older guys people you know it's so like what were they saying to you they were like do you understand you're at the perfect age and i'm sure your credit you know and this would be a good investment in your life because you can like you know rent this out sub rent it out and you will always have this really cool place you know in the pompano's or whatever. Also telling you, like, if you don't use it for the weeks that you get it, you could rent. You it could out rent it out to other people and, and make and profit from it. So and actually, it's going to cost you this, but you could rent it. Right. From exactly. Oh, and yeah. I wanted. To, I want to say it was probably something like you paid once, like a huge chunk of money. Like I want to say it was like something ridiculous, like ten thousand dollars. 
and then every year you pay like a maintenance fee or something like that that's like $200. I want to say wow. it's something like that. So it's but, a top heavy sort of thing. Yeah, you, definitely you, top heavy. And they were like always they were saying like look, we have the best financial solutions. We have these are we, we we are friends with the people at the bank. We will get you, you know, the best rate that we can get you for 20 years, you know, wow. to, to to divide that 10,000 out to probably 30,000 after finance charges. You know, it's a scam. It's Right. It's uh, it's 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 kind of a bit of uh, I mean it's a, it's one of those scams that's been around for a long time though the the high pressure marketing scam, yeah. you know it's like a legit scam like you're yeah. allowed to do that you're, you're allowed, allowed to, do, to do but that that kind of like high pressure shit if you're like socially awkward or weird you could really crack people with that you know I was just getting really pissed and the other thing you they that you we had to pay for all the tax. Of all the hotels that we stayed at. So at the end, of, they were like, all right, you owe $800 in taxes. So I ended up having to pay, like back then, like Ohio days, $800, like we both had to pay $400 or something like that. That's that was a, lot a of money. shitload of money. That drained my bank account. And then like I only had $300 so that my, room, my roommate gave me the extra 100 And then I never paid him back because I was like, look, dude, that was bullshit. I'm sorry that you did not tell me any of this. You said we had a free vacation. I'm sorry, but I didn't – you made me spend an extra you know, blah, blah amount of money. Yeah. And so we, we stopped talking ever since then. And then we <laughs> became enemies for a long time and then just because over $100. Isn't it funny how yeah. something like that could go wrong? You could just decide that that person's your enemy. Right. Well, it was just fucked me out of a hundred bucks. It's bullshit, man. It was like it's definitely bullshit. It's not a vacation. Well, you know, it's it's also it would they would probably have to pay you a lot of money to make you sit there and listen to those people. Right. And in the end, what you did spend, you probably could have done almost the same thing. Right. With your four hundred bucks, or a, you know, or whatever the hell it would have cost. I mean, how much can you go to like on the cheap to the Bahamas for? And stay in the cheapest place possible. I bet you we ended up spending more money. On, you might you have the between the two of possible. you. If yeah. you both got a, a two bedroom yeah. the, the, hotel, that's another room. thing. The hotels were just like that. Was one thing I said. Like it's three and a half or above uh, hotel. Uh huh. It was like very borderline. It was like courtyard at the Marriott. You know what I mean, dude? That's like, <laughs> I gotta tell you. One thing about like uh, I think it happens the older you get too is like I will not compromise on certain shit. Like certain like, toilet paper. Well, like just certain, like like like, hey man, do you want to go see this shit and backpack with like eight people? But we'll see something <laughs> awesome. Like, nah, man, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, if I, I'm not saying I have to have four seasons. And that, like, uh-huh. I can't, you know, afford to do that. And I'm not, um, like, I'm basically not going to take a trip if I can't do it at least at a level that I'm comfortable with. You know, you like, know what, though, man, I agree with you most of, most of the time. But uh, I, you know, I went on that show Meat Eater, and we yeah. went camping for five nights in the Mo- Missouri breaks. But that's a trip the you Missouri River. Breaks. You want to do that? That you want yeah. that experience? I'm saying I'm not saying yeah. like if that experience were presented to me, I would consider that for what it is. Right. But I'm not like I met a dude who was like, yeah, I've been to the Bahamas. I went on a mail boat, like bringing <laughs> mail over, and like slept with like right. like basically the right. mail carrier right. and like the and the letters. And I was like, nah, you know, dude, you know what the problem I don't want to do that. Yeah, the problem with that is, though, I, I, I'm the same way, but I'm kind of grumpy. I'm getting I'm, the older I'm getting. Of get. course. It, but, you know, I went on this trip to uh, Joshua Tree where we stayed in this, like, little RV. And I was so against it. I'm like, look, you know, I want to go to Joshua Tree, but I don't want to stay in some shitty RV in the middle of some campground. Like, why can't we just stay somewhere? Yeah. Not? And I was being a bitch about the whole thing until we got there. And it ended up being the coolest adventure ever. Like, I would never have done it. You right. know, like, or, like, I, I, 
like in, like this girl I know wants me to go camping with her, and uh, I'm like doing the same thing where I, I know if I go, I might have a great fucking time. You'll probably have a great you know time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just being grumpy. But that's being, again like a, yeah. a specific <laughs> experience, I think, though too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it has the group qual like the group experience in mind going into it. Is, is going yeah. something like that. If you go, if somebody goes, hey man, do you want to go to Paris right now? And you're like, okay. And they're like, now we're going to stay at, um, at this place. Well, you won't have your own room or bathroom. Yeah, but if you get the key it. from the front desk, I'd be like, you know, I'll wait on Paris for a little while. Yeah. So that I can, you know, stay in my own room or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't want to exactly. <laughs> and the lack of sleep you're going to get, sleep what yeah. you're going to do, because you know he's snoring. And you know you're snoring. He's going to wake you up. It's going to be a goddamn disaster. Last time I slept with a dude, it's my friend Gary. It was uh, coming to uh, Please cut that into a ringtone. Last time I slept with a dude. Where the dude's at? Last time I slept with a dude. Boop, boop. Um, he, uh, he came to stay with me and he, uh, he didn't have enough money for a hotel. He was out here doing like uh, some shit from New York. He's a comic as well. You know Gary Valentine? You know yeah, Gary? of Gary course. Valentine. Yeah. yeah, Kevin's brother. Um, and this motherfucker... I never heard anybody snore like this before. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It's crazy, right? It was crazy. Like in the middle of the night, I had a gap. I go, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But this is when we were kids. We were both like in our early twenties. It was Dude, like in the early nineties. A couple of years ago, I stayed at the the West Palm Beach had as a condo, uh-huh. and I was down there. And my buddy Chuck came to town. Chuck's six five, like two ninety, big big dude. And he was like, "Yo, um, like, can I crash? The condo is a has like a you know." Whatever, a bedroom and a living room. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. He goes, lays in the bed, and like before I even can sit down, I hear him, uh, like not just snoring, but he also grinds his teeth. Oh my god! <laughs> and it sounded like a monster was doing it. He's like such an enormous person. Oh I laid god. on the couch in that condo with my noise canceling headphones, um, a, a sun, like a shirt over my eyes, so that right. the light block it out, and a mouth guard in my mouth, so that I <laughs> so didn't, didn't snore. snore. And he came out, and he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, what? I'm like, "It's you, man. You came to visit, and now you've ruined my night." That's what happened. <laughs> like, fuck that. Yeah, snoring is gross. Oh my god, the grinding thing's the worst. That's just it, it's bones. scary sounding. Yeah, it's oh, like skeletons. Why do people do that? They say it's stress know. or whatever. No, I'm a clincher. Like the dentist said, like, no, that's actually okay. You clinch. That's why you have really strong. Many of my teeth are cracked yeah. from weightlifting. What? Yeah. Really? Weightlifter. Fucking. Ah! Your teeth are cracked from that? Yeah. You must cracked. be throwing some serious weight, man. I'm a very strong person. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Jane. <laughs> <laughs> my man. Uh, but yeah, he told me to wear a mouth card when I lift weights. No shit. Yeah. It's probably. Um, so you do like squats Years like, of ah! hitting the bag as well. Like yeah. I, I don't hit the bag with a mouthpiece on. When you when you bite down, you know when you're really digging into something, you actually lose a lot of power if you don't bite down. It's really strange. I don't understand it. I don't really? Know what it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like you can hit as hard when your mouth is open. It's like your whole body needs to. It needs to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you explode out on impact, and when your mouth is open a little, I think there's a, a lack of uh, of power to that. It's kind of strange, but it's very difficult to get full amount of of, of power and explosive energy when you have your mouth open. They actually did like tests on it and I think it was the uh, basis of one of those mouth guards they had. They had like this power guard where they proved that like if you bit down on it, it actually increased the amount of weight you could lift. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like they aligned your jaw in a certain way that increased the amount of uh, power that your your body had. 
I don't understand that. I don't know why that would, know that would be the be. case. But I'm, for some reason, you can't hit as hard when your mouth's open. That's really interesting. I know, like, you know, breathing can affect, like, how you, like... Yeah. Like, holding your breath versus breathing related to a lot of physical things yes. makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah, you know? yeah. And being able to sustain, like, a, an in-and-out, you know, breath versus, like, holding your breath... Is that's gonna, one of the biggest issues in jiu-jitsu. Is breathing? Is learning how to breathe right. And that's why the really the best guys are all really into yoga and yeah. uh, pranayama and learning breathing techniques and stuff like that. Because yeah. if you can control your breath and your, your, your diaphragm is a muscle that you can control much like you can control your arms or your legs. Yeah. And there's certain guys like this, this dude Hicks and Gracie is like the greatest jiu-jitsu guy ever. Yeah. And he does all this crazy yoga shit with his stomach where he sucks his stomach in. It's really freaky to watch, man. But the guy has, like, absolute control of his breathing. That's incredible. And because of that, I mean, not just because of that, because he's also incredibly talented, just he has a wealth of knowledge of jiu-jitsu. He just, he's a master. He's a yeah. true master. And on top of that, he's also a yogi. Yeah. And that that breathing shit is like it's super important coordinating your breath with striking as well not just with jujitsu when you kick the bag when you kick a person when you you, yeah. you breathe out as you as you strike yeah you know and that's why and a lot of like the uh, karate and uh, even um, um, in muay thai they 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 like not like the same thing they kiai. Like they yell out when yeah. they uh, when they hit things, yeah. you know. And Thai guys do that a lot in training. Like you hear them like yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. you know. And like in when you go to see Thai fights, they yell out like the audience yell or the trainers yell out. Oh, oh, they yell out, you mm-hmm. know. And um, it's like you know, like you're tightening up as you're delivering the shot, yeah. and also to protect you a little bit if you get hit yourself. I know a lot of the um, like the heavy. Bench press guys, yeah. If they're trying to rep out on heavy weight, it's always a uh, one in and one out. So yeah, it's supposed to go like take one breath in and push it out with one breath. You know? Yeah, and that's how. And they try to do like two twenty five, like thirty fucking times. That shit is like all. You know, it's better than going. You hold yeah. your breath and you're out. It totally fucks up the the rhythm of it. You know what's crazy to do? What's really hard to do that I, I enjoy doing? I, I enjoy it as an exercise. Is a minute in, a minute out. Really? Yeah. I take a one-minute breath in, a slow one-minute breath in, and then a slow one-minute breath out. And it's very hard to not freak out and just start (laughs) in the middle of it. It's very hard. I did it it like 30 seconds, but I did it a lot. I do it in the tank, and that's how I start my my tank sessions. I start my tank sessions by completely controlling my breathing. No, no. I had to build up to it. Okay. Yeah, your buddy – was it Denny? Denny. Right? Yeah. Powerful Denny? Yeah, powerful Denny. He um he said he does yoga like every morning. Oh yeah, Denny's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, Denny's yeah. a world champion in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he's been I've known Denny since he was a young kid. He's a great guy. He's awesome. Denny Propokos. He's yeah. uh he runs 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu in San Francisco. He's you know, he's a young man, but he's also yeah. a master. You know, so he's Grace? a developing master, mm-hmm. you know, as he's getting better. But uh he's uh He's really into yoga right now, yoga and meditation. And he had a few back issues, and he actually um, gave me some pointers. And because uh, uh, you know, I had some, I had a, a bulging disc in my back that's actually been getting better. But yeah. Denny went through some back issues himself, and he did like a very strict regimen of yoga and um, uh, 
like t- like it was like a type of uh, tension. It's like a spinal decompression where it's like uh, literally like pulling your neck while yeah. this cord. And he did this like very disciplined over a course of like five or six weeks or something like that and fixed his issue. Denny has that quality too. You know, we were talking about how you can sense bad energy and like yes. dangerous. Denny to me has um, like just being around in a few moments, you sense like a type of balance. Like yeah. I, I get the feeling from him that I do from a lot of people who are very disciplined. Yeah, there's a certain intensity to them, but there's also like a certain amount. Like you, you can feel like their control at work. Like there's such disciplined characters. Yeah. A lot of times, like really good athletes, there's that like energy that they bring into a room. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know these like these guys that do like triathlons and stuff. They have this like it's like a quiet intensity to them. Right. You right. Know? Like you you meet them and. You can feel their presence. Like there's, their discipline comes through just in their when they speak to you. Yeah, absolutely. And they're the best type of people to be around. Yeah, the best type of people to be around. Are Good influence. That have control. They abs- yeah. inspirational influence. I agree. You know, I agree. And uh, Denny, Denny's definitely inspirational. He's just. I love them. I love the fact that I've seen him as a, a young man. I saw. I met him when he was very young. I think it was like seventeen or eighteen. And he was always a cool kid. I mean, yeah. even back then, he was great. But to see him evolve and develop and become the man he is now, I love seeing that, man. I love seeing people progress. Yeah. I love seeing people get it together. Yeah. You know? Like I was telling Tony Hinchcliffe the other day, I had him on the podcast. And I was like, I love the fact that in the time I've known you, you became a really good comedian. Sure. You know, I, yeah. I love that. I love that. I didn't know a guy. He started out, and then I meet him a couple years later, and he's a great comedian. Oh, look yeah. at this. We yeah. got one right there. That's pretty awesome. It's fucking amazing. He's I, great. I love Tony, man. He's that guy, hilarious. So funny. Hilarious. He's a total natural. Yeah. And, like, he, uh, it, the best comics are the ones that can't even help themselves. Like, yeah. if, if a joke is in the room to be said... He just jumps he on it. He dives on it like yeah. a fucking grenade. Yeah, absolutely. I He's, love that feeling with comics. Yeah. I love the um, – and I love seeing like – I have so many friends who I started out with who I'm like proud of just watching them as my friends. Yeah. You know? Like, absolutely. I, was, I brought uh, – you met Matt Fulchron. I brought yeah. him Yeah. Oh, uh, I love that dude, man. I mean, he can't help himself either. Yeah. What you know, a, you're in the what room. What a great personality that guy has. Matt Fulchron. He's so nice. Is the best. Fun. And he's a, when you're around him, like, he's, also, he's like a, got a legit smile. And then all of a sudden you're smiling and everybody's – he's a great guy. There's he's, certain guys like that. Like we only talked like a little bit, but I can tell like he's right awesome. away. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. And, um, you know, he had the week off and I asked him to come with to do the show that I did. Yeah. To do Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. And he fucking like brought the house down yeah. every set. It was awesome. Really? Yeah. He wow. killed. Yeah. Killed. I would imagine he'd be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody uh, that came to the show, it was Friday night and uh-huh. all the weekend. Thank you very much. You guys were awesome. Yeah. San Jose was the shit. That was the shit. Man. Northern California might be the best place on earth. It's awesome. It really might be. I mean, the weather's not the best. It's not the best. But as far as like human beings, as far as intelligence, like vibing with human beings, I think I vibe better with Northern California people than anybody on the planet. Really? I really do. I have some friends that live up there, and whenever I go to hang with them, I always feel like, God damn it, why don't I live in Northern California? It's awesome. It's better. Yeah. Is it, you know, the weather sucks a fat dick, though. Unless, you know, that's only a negative if you don't. Enjoy sucking fat Sup dicks. dicks. Yeah, man. But if you enjoy sucking fat dicks, I'm just talking from my own personal perspective. No, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be sexist nor homophobic. Some of them are too big to really get yeah, in your mouth yeah, right. Especially if it was like a demon dick or a big yeah. giant warthog. Oh, the only ones a mouth fuck you. Yeah. That's not beyond the realm of possibility. I watched a chimp fuck a frog. You know, wow. you ever watch a chimp fuck a frog's face? Um, no. There's a not. video of it. There's a video of it online. Have you seen it? Pull, see if you can pull it up, Jamie. 
I have seen a, uh, pornos where I see the girl really struggle to get a guy's soft dick into her mouth, and I'm like, yeah. that's a big dick right there. Yeah. Uh, she's really struggling with his limp. She's like, <laughs> yeah. Plus, she her mouth is all dry. Like, wow. That's really fucking yeah. stretching when out. When you're on all that meth, it's tough to generate saliva. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. have dry blowjobs dry, that uh, take too long. Dry blowjobs take too long. That's uh. <laughs> oh, are we about to so see this? So this chimp rapes a frog. Makes he frog. makes his frog suck him off. So b- because we know this exists, because we know that this chimp takes his frog and picks it up and puts it on his little chimp cock and, and fucks it, because we know that exists, I don't think it's that preposterous to propose that in an alternate world there could be a giant boar that makes you suck his cock wow he's all he ra- wants to do is hold a person down he's raping that mouth right now yeah he fucks it yeah yep. he fucks that and then frog flashlight was born look at him and by the way this is not the only time this has happened there's another video of a chimp fucking a frog apparently when chimps get frogs they fuck them you that guy's beaten wow. off using that frog. I mean, this this is some shit we never saw in Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> they would have edited this out. We need the internet to give us this information. Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom would have you believe that chimps are cute friends to be taken with on rides in, in semis on sitcoms. This, this, but this is what they are. Chimp is busted. I respect They're this chimp. Murderous frog rapers. To be fair, I bet it does feel pretty decent. Probably feels alright. Don't right. you feel better about your own uh, impulsive like nature yes. when you yes. see that? Yeah, I would try yeah. a snake though, like like I'd cut off the head and fuck the snake. Fuck Not a bad frog. idea, but the yeah. hole you need a hole. Frogs have a nice big hole. Yeah, you know if you can keep them from clamping down on your cock and balls. And I think that maybe chimps probably have a much more leathery cock skin than than a, I think that was the whole idea in the beginning. You know, we had more leathery cock skin, and then that's why the head retracted. You have the sensitive tip, and that's what makes you shoot. But the average cock back in the day was probably a lot tougher than the cocks of today. Right. These cock. fucking dicks today, they can't take branches, snap it into them, or rub it up against gravel where you fucking try to climb up the rocks at the beach. No, these cocks are today are weak. Yeah, because you would you would funk you would fuck witch, winches and you wouldn't wash it off. You would just like winch, you know that winches is that, yeah, what, you're is that what they used to be yeah, called? Winch, not a winch. Winches. You don't fuck a winch. A winch <laughs> is the thing you put on the back of a truck to pull a log out of a ditch. That's a winch. A wench winches. is I think because I got in trouble for saying winches on Fear Factor. I was Why? trying to Were motivate. They black ones? Like no, I was, I was trying to motivate a girl, and um, she was on an all-girls Fear Factor, and um, there was these other girls that were saying, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" They're like, because she she was scared, and so they were trying to make her more scared. And I said, "Hey, I go listen, listen to me. Don't listen to those catty wenches." Wow. So what? Like, what would a winch be today? Like a hoe? Yes. Like, apparently, a they, what they said. What the why, The reason why I got in trouble is because apparently a wench is like a prostitute. I mean, we're talking medieval time, folks. Okay, is it really? Is that what it really means? That's not, doesn't it mean what what it means in the cultural context? In the cultural context where I grew up in Boston, a wench was a chick like ah, you fucking wench. It's like she was kind of a bitch. She was like a little bitch. I don't think you they know? had wenches in. And Ohio. so a caddy wench would not be a prostitute. It would be a chick that talks too fucking much and uh, is trying to damage a young lady's confidence in completing a challenge for fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Wench, caddy wench, but people get all upset. They got or they got all upset. And this was back in the day. I mean, this is a Fear Factor like season two or something like that. It's not like today. If you said anything like that today, you'd probably get arrested. You know, somebody tweeted like that. Ari sh- sh- said on his recent podcast, uh, Punch Drunk, that he doesn't believe half the stories I say. Half the stories you say? Yeah, and I'm like. How? Why would I wake make that? Well, how would I make that shit up? That <laughs> it's it's, it's n- me merely because you're a little awkward. 
Right. A little. But, yeah. And you've been known to tell a story a bit on the exaggerating side. To make it more exciting, maybe. Occasionally. But it doesn't mean that the meat is still real. (laughs) You're not a liar. I I really think... uh, just need to follow me around to these massage parlors and stuff. And yeah. they don't believe me. Yeah, you also <laughs> live an extraordinary life sexually that I'm sure he's not really able to deal with now. I just hate that. Because he knew you back in the day when you were kind of a zero. And uh, I just hate now that you're shit. a hero. I hate that shit. I hate when, when you know, it's stuff like that, though. Like, what, it's like hey, well, if you really don't believe my stories, why don't you ask me? Ah. Here's, here's, really, here's really what I think. Why care? Why was he? Why does he care? And why do you care? Why is everyone hating? You hate guys him? are friends. What is that about? You know, it's about it's a distracting amount. It's a, it's an energy distraction. It's not something to focus on for right. him or for you. Right. He shouldn't have focused on it. You shouldn't have focused on it. You know, it's like there's other. Th- and sometimes it's you're on a podcast and you're ranting, and he wants to keep it real, and that's really what he thinks. You know, there's that too, but it's unnecessary. It's it's you when when you do that, especially like with a friend. You put out like a certain amount of energy. You put out a certain thing. You know, you put it out there, and then okay, well, then that has to be like responded to, like it's being responded to now. Right. And he probably didn't even think about that when he did it. But if he just said it, or if he just thought it and then didn't say it, he'd be way better off. Or if he wanted to talk to you about it, just say, "Hey, man, I just want to tell you. Sometimes you tell stories, and I think they're fucking. They're, they're, I don't trust them. Right. And, so, then, and then I would say, "What story, Ari?" Yeah, but you know, you do tell a squirrely story on occasion. Tell me one. I can't remember them all. Because I could have people that were involved in the story. No, there. No, could... no, no, no. Listen, okay. Well, that's even more ridiculous because you're saying you've never exaggerated or told a story. Oh, a little like I would have to have an example. You know, you I'm dunked, su- I'm su- you dunked I'm su- in high school. Huh? No, never did it. Like I'm saying, like as an example, I, I would probably be prone to saying something like. Uh, yeah, that girl was like fucking hot, man. She was like an LA ten, you know. When maybe she was like a seven or eight, nothing, you know, something like that. that. Nothing wrong, like with a, that. a slight exaggeration. But I, I, I appreciate it when someone tells me the truth. Yeah. Like Ari would tell me the truth. I'd go, "What did she look like?" He'd go, "LA six, maybe, right, <laughs> maybe, right." <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't say, "Oh, she was a ten. She's the greatest piece of ass ever." You know, everybody That's appreciates both. that more than they appreciate exaggeration. Because exaggeration, although I enjoy it, like Joey Diaz-style exaggeration is the greatest fucking thing on earth. Absolutely. I mean, so in a way, it's hypocritical to say you don't enjoy exaggeration. Right. It's just saying you don't enjoy that. But, you know, Joey also tells a very honest story as well with the crazy exaggerations that you know are for comedic effect. I mean, it's, it's like part of the fun of it all. But that's also part of, like, each of the, these people's nature. Yeah. Like, Ari is a guy who, he's not like, oh, I'm going to add all this little no, spice exactly. to the story. And he doesn't like it when you do it either, right. man. He's very specific. Yeah. He doesn't want you to bullshit him. Because he's not a bullshitter. Yeah. But that's his own trip, too. You know, his own trip is that he's very, like, focused and ambitious now. And he doesn't want to hear any nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that's because he's on a great groove right now. He doesn't want anything getting hijacked. Yeah. Whether it's his time hijacked with a fake story or someone giving him uh, a fake uh, impression of what happened. Another or- guy who you've witnessed... Make yeah. a, a huge crazy leap. Dude, we were with Ari when Ari was first starting. Yeah. You know, at the store. I think when Ari came to the store, I, I hate that I don't know this, but I don't know if he start. I think he started out his first sets in DC, right? Uh huh. I, I don't know. I think, but then when he came over to the DC improv, right? Because I remember him Ball. having a hard time for them um, um, taking him seriously. 
You say Baltimore? I thought he was from Baltimore, Maryland. No, he's from but Washington, no. right next door, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's close enough. It's close, he but he's not there. from Baltimore. No, he's from Washington, D.C. But um, he's from Maryland. I mean, D.C. and Maryland, I mean, they're like right next to each other. Yeah. And Virginia's right there, too. Anyway, point being, he uh, came over here when he was fairly new to comedy. You know, but he was a really smart dude. He was always a smart dude. We became friends, like, immediately. He was a young kid hanging out at the, the comedy store. And, uh, you know, I remember at first he was like, uh, you know, everybody's weird around people that are already, like, successful when you're an amateur. You're, like, you can't believe you're allowed to even yeah, talk to them. of course. You know, you get weird. But then once you get past that weirdness, you realize, oh, you know, that's just Tommy Lawrence. Or Tommy, uh, Tommy Lawrence. What's his name? What's the fucking guys from In Living Color? What the hell is it? Tommy Davis. Tommy Davis. Yeah. I'm confusing with Joey Lawrence for some reason. Oh. Because the first time I saw Joey Lawrence was like one of Whoa. the first celebrities I ever saw. Yeah. And uh, I was on the set of uh, News Radio, and Joey Lawrence had his show right next to our show. And yeah. he's like, uh, he had his Mercedes there, and he was like, uh, had his leg outside the car. Yeah. And he's like singing along to his own song. Oh. My and I was like. <laughs> And I showed up, and I was like, and I was kind of starstruck. I was like, "Holy shit, that's Joey Lawrence!" Wow, there's Joey Lawrence like singing his own music, his own shit. by his own car. Yeah. So, Tommy Davidson was another one. I remember we were first talking to Tommy Davidson at the comedy store. Tommy Davidson was like, "Hey man, what's going on, man?" Like he didn't know who the fuck I was. I was yeah. z- nobody when I first came to the store. I mean, I might have been a paid regular, but I might not have even been a paid regular yet. And then I realized, oh, Tommy Davidson is just a comic. You know, like we're all just comics. Sure. And then. I always tried to be the same way with guys, young guys, like young guys coming up. I, I always tried to make sure I let them all know, like, we're all just the same fucking thing. Just because that's Tim Allen, just because you see George Carlin over there. He's just, this is a comic. They're comics. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. cool here. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a cool environment. Yeah. And Ari was, like, one of the first guys that I saw go from being, like, you know, like an open micer to, like, a fucking legit headliner, like a real headliner who comes up with an hour's worth of new shit every year. It's pretty crazy. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. He was great at your, uh, your, uh, your thing for your dog. He was killing us both, man. Yeah, we were in the really back funny. just fucking howling. So important yeah. to have good comedy, man. Without good comedy... Our life would not be nearly as interesting, man. Wouldn't be as interesting to to perform because you'd be looking around at all this other stuff and you wouldn't be enjoying yourself. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be interesting as interesting to watch. Of course, your fucking clock is not right, Brian. Of course not. The thing meows, but it's an hour behind you. Yes. Fuck. I'm, oh, wow. I'm looking at your clock. I'm like, why do I have to I, pee so bad? Yeah, I haven't even been sitting here that long. I'm going to take a piss and uh, don't let him talk about anything too silly when I'm gone. Okay. Okay. Hey, no silliness, Brian. Uh, so Tommy, we should talk about your podcast. Uh, you just, uh, you just, uh, all right, let's talk about something really silly. Okay. Okay. Um, oh my God, I got, I got the silliest thing. Poop update? Uh, May 2nd, I'm in Toronto and I'm doing this show at the Underground Comedy Club. And then May 17th, I'm in Portland at the Fun House Lounge and we added a second show at 1030. How Silly as that. All right, I, I, I'm going to be in May 3rd. I'm going to be in Sacramento, <laughs> and then May 4th, I'm going to be in Sacramento, and May 5th, I'm going to be at Cobb's in San Francisco, and I'm bringing uh, uh, Sam Tripoli and Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh, this is silly. And you know what? I was wondering because you've been to- really doing silly. some uh, shows with your your uh, your lovely wife Christina yeah. Pajitsky. Pajitsky, yes. And uh, how did that go? Do you, do you see a future of you guys doing on the that's, road a lot now? That's or? what we're doing the 17th and 18th. It has to be great. We're doing Portland and Seattle, bro, together. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's going to be awesome. 
Theo, this is a silly conversation. And your dog Theo is now better. Theo's coming with us. And uh, are you really? Bring yes, you? absolutely. And uh, um, he is doing much better. Thanks again for doing the show, man. It was an awesome view. Yeah, that was really cool, man. Yeah. Actually, I, I met somebody from a bunch of people from Cartoon Network because of that. And really? Yeah. What do you mean they were at the show? They were at the show, and they they, they were like, "Oh, you were great." And I'm gonna go uh, check out Cartoon Network Studios pretty soon, and. Maybe possibly pitch an idea to them. That's a good idea, buddy. Me and Joey um, Diaz's cats, maybe. Oh. Meow. Meow, meow, I got to talk to you about doing uh, some shows that I think you would find fun and entertaining. What are those? No, dude. I don't believe in rabbits that talk. Dude, rabbits that talk have been featured in many cartoons. That's the and, stupidest and, and, shit I've but ever there was heard. Du- you believe ducks, but you don't believe rabbits. No. That's silly. Rabbits don't talk. They eat carrots. Actually, I was really stoned, and I was reading about Who Framed Roger Rabbit and how they edited out all these, like, the, the artist, like, you know, there's a scene where Jessica Rabbit pops out of the taxi, and you can see her vagina, and there's a few other scenes where, like, a baby looks up a dress, and there's drool coming out of it, the baby's mouth. What's that guy's name? And, uh, really? Robert uh, Fleischer? No, the actor. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. The Charles actor that, that's opposite um, Jessica Rabbit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, Bob. No. Haskins? Someone- Hoskins? Hoskins? Bob yeah. Hoskins. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Hoskins. Uh, so then I found out that the only version that you can find that part in the movie is on a Laserdisc version, and there's oh. only one version of that Laserdisc, and so I went on eBay and bought it for $4. Do you have a laser player? I do, in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to go back to Ohio yeah, to get it? to get it, just so I can see her vagina. Can wow. you buy, where do you, how do you buy a laser player? Because it's not like uh, turntables. They still have turntables. Right. No, you can't, it's like literally the ones that are out there are the That's only it. ones that exist. What's cool about the one I got is I got this really high-tech, like five disc changer slash laser disc player and I was like this is like the best it was on clearance for some reason and then like two months later a DVD came out I was like oh goodbye isn't it kind of fucked up that the real sound people the sound freaks say that music played over a record sounds the best yes well, laser disc is better than DVD but yet everyone it, went crazy on DVD. is it way better is it better than Blu-ray though no it's not better than Blu-ray but then it was better suck than it yeah. there's no argument then <laughs> suck unless you have a laptop made by Apple who can't work out a deal with Sony I feel so weak when I see a fucking PC user whip out his Bluetooth well, or Blu-ray well, Bluetooth look at the laptops the Blu-ray players are in the, all the PC laptops yeah a lot there, of PC there's laptops there's no laptop Blu-ray players. No, don't none you of them. Apple fanboy on well, me no, I'm fuck. just saying none of the laptops today have DVD players in them because that's oh, yeah, Blu-rays the only ones that don't are Apple ones well they're actually taking them out of most uh, laptops nowadays you really? take them out mm-hmm. wait why would you take them out why would I take them out? You take them out? Is that what you said? No, 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 no. Modern laptops, modern like laptops. PC laptops. I'm not up on that, but I did, when I was at my friend, uh, the Google friend's house, um, I did see the Google laptop with the Chrome operating system. I got to play with that. Touchscreen touch laptop. Yeah, but it's all non-local. Everything's like stored in the cloud. That's a horrible idea. Ugh. That's what supposedly the next Xbox is supposed to be where you don't buy games. All your games are on a cloud. So you can only play if you have an internet connection, which drives me fucking crazy. Can you imagine How sitting there you? going, I just want to play video games. Yeah. There's a storm. I, what the fuck? Right. I can't. It's That's dumb. ridiculous. You should be so able to dumb. play if you're camping. If you're camping, you set up a generator. You shouldn't have to hook a fucking internet connection to it through your cell phone. No. Imagine that you're camping, you can't get away from your Xbox. I'm such a second generation guy for that too. Like I like people to buy that first one that needs all the work, (laughs) and and then 
come through in the second. Not me, my friend. Yeah, I know you got every, you get everything. I, I love your dedication to seeing the Jessica Rabbit snatch. <laughs> one of the um, <laughs> one I of the episodes wait. of this new show I'm doing is about computer simulation theory, and one of the uh, things I'm doing is I, I went down to a place that makes computer uh, games like they, they they actually do like 3D scanning and they they scan my face and they're going to put me in like this fake game that they created oh wow dude wait till you see this show this show I'm getting to do so much cool shit and most of it I can't talk about because I can't give away any secrets or anything any of the things that we found out but uh, it's so much fun it's been really interesting because I'm getting to talk to all these like experts I'm getting to talk to all these like interesting intelligent people and crazy people too you know, I'm, it's been like a couple of months so far, or a couple of weeks rather. And uh, in a couple of weeks, I've had so much fun, man. I That's believe awesome 100% dude. in the simulation theory. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Why do you say that? Like last night, my, I've been having problems with my website. So I call uh, up DreamHost, who's my who serves it. And uh, it's like 5 in the morning. This girl lives in California. She works from her house. Mm-hmm. And she's just helping me out. And, and she I, wants to get your freak on? N- well, oh. it's kind of funny you said that. So I... I uh, I uh, was watching this movie, uh, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. And, nobody got time for that. Huh? No, nobody's got time for that. And so in, in, in the movie, they, they, they're in this mall. And it's, I always find like, places that have closed down interesting. Like, like this whole mall is actually a real mall that's in Palm Springs and whatever. So I'm like researching this mall while I'm on hold for, you know, trying to get to talk to this girl. And uh, I found out there was all these pictures of this big Marilyn Monroe statue where they took two parts of Marilyn Monroe and put it in front of this mall. Somehow it came up with Google search. And I'm just looking at this crazy Marilyn Monroe thing. Uh, and then so I'm talking to this girl, and uh, the next day today, I noticed that she follows me on Twitter, or somebody from DreamHost follows me on Twitter who's a girl, and uh, she like writes me. She's like, you got somebody on your side. I'm helping you out right now. I'm, I'm checking that make try to help your website so out. So it's her. Right? So direct message. So I go through her photos because I'm going to see what she looks like. One, she's a, a pretty Asian. I'm like, wow. So you started following her after she was following, following you. Following me, right. Okay. So I, I went through and I'm like, wow, she's a pretty Asian girl. Mm. Like the fourth photo is her in mm. front of that fucking Marilyn Monroe statue. Never oh. seen it in my whole entire life. And now this girl that's helping me out, this Asian girl that's helping me out on DreamHost. I have Will a picture of it. you guys get shrimp therapy together? In the next picture, if you backed up one further, you would see her fingering herself with a Death Squad t-shirt. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. I hope so. This whole time that she is actually the one that hacked my computer. Have you seen the pictures of Ronda Rousey with a Death Squad t-shirt on? Yeah. No. This is the fucking coolest thing ever, man. That's very cool. Seeing Ronda Rousey up, giving up, the, champ? the thumbs up, the baddest chick on the planet. Yeah. yeah. But by the way, there's a lot of badass chicks on the planet. Yeah. There's a gang of them, man. There's some skillful women out there. There's so many of them. This new fight that they have, uh, the new um, episode of The Ultimate Fighter, with this girl Kat Zingano and Ronda Rousey together. Look at, uh, look at her. That's awesome. She's so happy to be wearing you know what? it. She's so nice, man. She wants to come on the podcast again, too. And She's look- going to be on um, somewhere uh, after uh, the beginning of May. We're gonna, and look how badass uh, she is. She has a fucking bed in her kitchen. Like, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she probably lives in a studio. Yeah. I mean, she. this is probably the same place. She's one of those chicks that probably wants to keep it real, too. Mm-hmm. She, I think, well, I don't want to say where she lives, but she's awesome. She'll be back here again. Uh, but she's fighting uh, Kat Zingano, and they're going to coach against each other on The Ultimate Fighter. And uh, Kat Zingano just beat Misha Tate, who's another beautiful, dangerous girl. And Kat Zingano, too. They're all, like... 
pretty girls that can beat the fuck out of you. It's really kind of scary. Yeah. But this Zingano chick is a beast, man. She's so badass. She, her and Misha Tate fought, and she this the combination that she finished her with, dude. See, pull it up. Cat Zingano versus Misha Tate. The 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 female fight, dude. I was watching it at my friend Aubrey's place. Mm-hmm. The female fight was the highlight of the room. We were going crazy. It was me, my friend Aubrey, and a bunch of his buddies. He had like five of his friends over, and we were eating um, Mexican food and watching the fights, having a great fucking time. Yeah. But the room went nuts when the Misha Tate Katzengano fight was going down. It was chaos. These girls were going off on each other, dude. I mean, it seriously might have been one of the most entertaining fights I've ever seen in my life. That's awesome. You got to see the finish. Just look up the finish. Yeah. The, the whole fight was great. And, you know, Misha Tate came really close to getting her in a heel hook. There was, like, dominant grappling exchanges. And, yeah, you don't want to watch all this stuff. No, it's, dudes it, although the actual fight parts are cut off of YouTube, but I think they have, like, highlights. Oh, right yeah. These, this is also showing you the highlight. You don't have to play all this stuff because I hope it doesn't get us pulled off of YouTube or something like that. Right. Well, but here. It, but I probably won't. I mean, I don't imagine it would. Here, I'll just do picture and picture. Did you just show the video? Yeah, she beats. They beat the fuck out of each mm. other, man. It was nasty. Wow. I mean, it was like such a tightly, tightly contested fight. And really, Misha Tate was probably getting the better of it on the scorecards. Um, but the end of it, Zingano nice... hits her with that elbow and drops her, and referee Kim Winslow yeah, stops the fight. She's a badass, man. You remember the there's, flying knee? This there's, there's a like. They're, this is what excites me. It's, it's not that they're, they're girls anymore. Yeah. It's now they're like really, really highly skilled fighters. Yeah. They're not just women. You know, it's not just like, hey, and girls can do it too. It's like, no, these chicks are bad ass. Yeah. Like they're not half-assing it. They're all going for it. Sure. And now that Ronda Rousey has become so famous, it's like this is going to open the door to so many female athletes that have never even considered it before. Yeah. Start looking at it and you go, you know what? I always wanted to kick a bitch's ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strap them on. It's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Uh, show starts in uh, 15 minutes. Just so you know. Indeed, it does, Brian. And we would know much better if you had a fucking clock that was more accurate. Oh, shit. Silly bitch. How dare you, silly bitch. Um, powerful kitty cat clock. Tommy Segura. Yo. You are the champ. Thanks for having me. You're one of the greatest humans You're I've a ever sweetheart. met on my planet. Thanks, You're buddy. a sweetheart, too, buddy. Uh, I'm honored to be your friend. Me too, man. You guys are the best. I love coming on your show. It's a lot of fun. Well, we love you too as well, my friend. And uh, together, we are stronger. We are. We're like um, Genghis Khan. We take one arrow, okay? And you bring it in front of his troop and snap it. Then you take a bundle of arrows. And you couldn't snap it. Yeah. Just to let the troops know. Together, we are strong. Together, we are strong. But divided, we are weak. That's true. Mm. And I, you know, we talked about, I talked about this with you and I talked about it with Christina a lot. It was such a cool thing to have all of you, like just as friends, come out and do our, our fundraiser for the dog. It was just such a cool feeling for us to be like, have all this support of like you guys as friends just wanting to do it. And then the crowd that night was just, you know. They were magic. They're magic. Oh, it was you, just such we a love you guys, man. It was awesome, man. We, we couldn't, I couldn't love you any more than I do. You get, you're it's, awesome. You're, you're we appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And we, we appreciate you too, man. You know, look, we're all lucky. We're all lucky bitches. We're yeah. all lucky that we know each other and uh, we got a good group of people. We're going to keep is. this party rolling, freaks. Since there was no commercial coming in, there's none coming out. Suck it. Holla at your boy. Holla. Jihad. Hi Krishna. God bless Duncan Trussell. We love the fuck out of you all. We all are one.
together, one for all, something like Robin Hood said. Peace to the Hotsegura.com. We love the shit out of you guys. We'll see you Monday with Amy Schumer. Powerful Amy Schumer. See ya. Love ya.